Bless up for tuning in to Project Cheney. Magic happens when you question everything. Conspirituality becomes reality, weirdness is welcomed, and it's okay to change your mind. Big up yourself. Hi, you guys. <laughs> I am so hot today, you guys. I have uh, put off doing this intro um, for a little bit because I really didn't know how to not come in so hot, but uh, the universe just keeps giving me signs to kind of uh, go full Sagittarius in this bitch. <laughs> I feel like an archer and I just have flaming arrows and I really don't know where to start. <laughs> so... Um, I think I'm going to start with, uh, I had a friend of mine, a really great friend, and uh, she told me this little fact once sometime last year, late last year, maybe early this year, that a lion's octave is so loud and precise and wherever it hits in another animal, it can freeze them in their tracks, like scare them stiff. And I am starting to believe that that is the sound of our voices and us standing up with our authenticity and our Christ energy, our highest self plugged in to love. Sometimes that comes out like righteous fucking anger. And there is this love and light of it all that I am down for. And I believe a lot of you out there, that is your calling. And I am now at the point that my love is full righteous anger. And it's not an I told you so. And it's not an... Uh, it is in ways because this time last year, I remember fighting about taking the mask off with a whole bunch of men on different podcast platforms and then being like, but sometimes you just want to go and grab a soda and not fight with anyone. And sometimes, you know, you just, it, it's just easier and well, or you can move into the middle of nowhere and grow your own tomatoes. And uh, yeah, those are all real pussy fucking um, cattle notions to me. While you sat there and did nothing and you wore the mask every fucking day so you could keep your comfortable job. You were the one educating every person out there on the fucking new world order coming while wearing your mask in Target. And you're surprised now that you're being mandated at your fucking employments and your fucking jobs. And I was sorry about it last week. But now I, um, I just see this like idea of handout or this idea of like help me financially get through where I didn't stand up over a year ago or... 
I just think if you are a single person in this world and you can't find another fucking job for another fucking good company to pick up a mop for that company and work, something is broken. And I am all for handouts in the world and I am all for helping people. But the idea of helping a grown human that has a full physical form and full know-how of their fucking body and not helping a fucking child or a mother of a child that I would give one fucking dollar, it makes me furious. And it makes me furious, even if you're a single woman out there and you don't have any dependents on you and you would take a fucking dollar from a mother or a child in this world that we're in right now, I just, I don't know. And I'm all for everyone being helped, but help your fucking self. If you were the fucking person educating everyone on the new world order coming and still wore the mask every day, this is the consequences for your inaction. And so I feel the need to have a little righteous anger right now. I never, as a gay woman, was ever a gay woman with a pride flag. I've never said one time in my life, I'm here, I'm queer, get used to it. But whatever that energy is that used to be in the stone wall of it all, whatever that energy is that used to fucking make African-Americans stand in front of a fire hose, that is what the energy we need to fucking have right now. And it isn't, well, I'm just going to wear my mask right now so I don't have to fight with the convenience store clerk at the Safeway. And how many days of going on and now it's been over a year and 14 days of flattening the curve. We're still fucking here, but nobody wants to stand alone. Everybody is so fucking nervous of being the one person ostracized. And I would say own your ostracization. Is that a word? Own your own being ostracized. It's better than being a fucking ostrich with your head in the fucking sand. Like, I just, I can't take it. Are you a fucking man or a mouse? And yeah, maybe I am talking to the men more right now. And maybe I'm projecting a little on my own fucking divine masculinity. But it is time like a Mel Gibson movie, paint some fucking blue face paint on and ride the line. Even if it's for your fucking self, if you have to ride that line every time you go to Home Depot so your coward doesn't convince you to put a mask on and you don't think that's attached to a vaccine, you don't think that's attached to an election. This is the other crazy thing, why we're here. I heard on another podcast somebody say, this isn't political uh, hell the fuck it ain't political you guys are all gonna put joe rogan on a fucking pedestal because he's talking about fucking uh, i'm gonna actually pull this out i'm gonna read something which i never really read shit to you guys but just because this is where we're fucking at and i'm so i'm not sorry i'm saying fuck so many times i'm so irritated today so we're all putting joe rogan on a pedestal for ivermectin and the news obviously is saying it's a horse drug and blah 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 but if you read fucking ivermectin everybody who it, this is not political this is a medication that is used to treat parasite infestations in humans this includes things like head lice and scabies river blindness uh lymphatic feral blah, blah 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 i don't fucking know heartworms whatever so 
ivermectin. We're all going to tout that off and we're all going to put Joe Rogan on this pedestal. What would be another anti-parasitic fucking drug that somebody told us about that, oh, it's not political. What would be another anti-parasitic drug? Do you guys know? Did you guys look into anything? Do you guys have such a short fucking attention span that you don't remember hydroxychloroquine, an anti-parasite drug that was used to treat malaria, that a fucking president didn't take a vaccine, had the same thing Joe Rogan's touting off about, and he took fucking hydroxychloroquine. But it's not political. It's not political at all that an election was stolen from one dude who is trying to get the masks off, trying to get your kids back in school, was anti the vaccines from the fucking beginning. Now has he been for them? Maybe. I don't have anything to stick up for Trump. You know how I fucking feel about that. But oh my God, Joe Rogan, King Joe, he makes us all feel like alpha males because you know why he calls us alpha males. And then we take supplements and we take on it supplements and we feel like we're learning about smart stuff from Neil deGrasse Tyson. And now I can sit in a room around the water cooler and I'm the smartest alpha male in the room because Joe Rogan. But yeah, Donald Trump told you the same shit, but it's not political, is it? It's not fucking political, is it? You don't want your fucking anti-vax, anti-mask rally to look like a fucking Trump rally because heaven forbid everybody see that we all voted for the same motherfucker and the election was fucking stolen. But it's not political, is it? Trump's not here to save you, is it? Uh, We're all supposed to bind together and fucking stand together. And we all did for something and it got fucking stolen from us. But it's not fucking political, is it? But keep fucking telling yourselves that. Keep fucking telling yourselves as you're watching fucking Joe Biden with his fucking old fucking masked face in his fucking hands. And you're watching man Kamala Harris with her big fucking neck travel all over the world at midnight and do press conferences that it's not fucking political. Keep telling yourself that the new world order that you've been teaching everyone about for all this fucking time that there was one little cog in the wheel of that. There was a lot of little cogs, us, but there was one big fucking cog. But keep telling yourself it's not fucking political. Yeah, I, I, I'm starting to see that the things that um, my peers are teaching each other on podcasts are all just ways that they can placate their own comfort of doing nothing. And it's making me really disheartened and sad. And I don't know, maybe I'm projecting And that's why I'm getting so incensed right now at myself. And I've actually missed you guys a fucking ton this week. And more than any other week I've ever done my fucking podcast, I wanted to pick up this microphone and just talk at you guys and about what was going on in the world, about different ideas or philosophies I've had. And I guess that makes me excited because I think after this episode that I'm going to drop today, which will be my 22nd episode. And you guys, I am so fucking excited. And I'm going to geek out on um, Gordon from those conspiracy guys when I get to that. But I had to like fucking let some of that pressure off of my chest. And it's uh, just been kind of building up. And, uh, you know, I'm here to ruffle feathers. I'm here to take the heat. And um, yeah, we uh, got to get a little mad. Righteous anger is o- totally okay, you guys. It, you got to kind of own righteous anger. Even Jesus Christ flipped fucking tables. And you guys have to stop being scared of that. Um, and all the kill your ego, kill your ego, kill your ego. 
Your ego is the fucking thing that makes you stand up in front of a school board meeting alone with no children and say, this is wrong. This is wrong. And no is one of the biggest protection spells in the whole fucking planet. And it's time some of you say no. And it's time some of you, if you have to pray in your car, if you have to meditate for hours beforehand, it's time for you to take the walk alone. If being maskless or saying no to a vaccine is carrying your cross, it's time to do that. It's time to carry the cross. Because if you don't, there is children, nameless, faceless children that are never even going to get the opportunity to carry that cross. So it's your responsibility to carry the cross. I mean, you could do that or you could just start a Patreon and take a handout. One or the other, you know, be a good example. Um, Okay. (laughs) I screamed at you about that and I said fuck to you 1,000 times about that. And um, I'll talk to you about something kind of fun. Um, I've been... My Maria 777 and I, we just uh, pass back our random weird philosophies sometimes that we're shooting about in our brain. And we've been on a Westworld kick this week. And we've been uh, like discussing if you were in the Matrix or in a Westworld, are you Maeve or are you Dolores? And um, there are these two really amazing sentient characters waking up. And Maeve kind of wakes up in a way. And if you haven't seen Westworld and you're into the kind of stuff we're all into, you should really check it out. It is so heady. Season two gets a little, uh, there are some boring times, but season three is slay. Um, But Maeve, she kind of wakes up in the Matrix and learns how to control from the inside out of the Matrix. Where Dolores wakes up in the Matrix and kind of has this feeling of something bigger that she has to figure out outside the Matrix. And then, um, yeah, it, it's almost too big of a concept to grasp either character and by the time they get to three and the amount of philosophies that go into it. But I almost really want... Um, you guys, if you haven't watched it, to check it out. And if you have, uh, you guys have been really awesome. Um, and so I'll throw it out right now. You can find me at Project Cheney or Cheney in Wonderland on Instagram. Um, you can email me at projectchaney at gmail.com. Uh, I, my website I am still working on, obviously, but that's... Oh, wait. At gmail.com is my email. I don't know what way I said that, but projectchaney at gmail.com, projectchaney.com. Um, I am working on getting a P.O. box because um, some of the stuff that you guys have even sent me is so fucking cool. And uh, yeah, it just feels very magical and very awesome and tons of love and tons of protection. And um, yeah, some even really cool, um, my buddy out there, this is not a plug at all. Um, I don't get paid to say this, but EJ Moonshots is my favorite glasses. Uh, They're photochromic, so you can wear them indoor or outdoor, and they'll get darker. They have sunglass versions, um, and they have all these other things he sent me, these two really awesome pair of glasses, and uh, I just can't say enough about him. He's a small American business owner. He's a freedom fighter, and uh, yeah, so if you're into, if you see me in any of my pictures, most of the time I have some kind of glasses on. They are not prescription. They are EJ Moonshots, so check those out, and that's totally not a plug. I, I mean, it is kind of a plug for you guys to go do that. But really, he just sent me something awesome. And um, 
yeah, I really went back to you guys. Um, so I missed you guys. I wanted to talk to you all week. You guys have sent me some really awesome stuff, um, some crazy digs. Um, I've had a bunch of my friends all send me uh, sh crazy shit their kids are saying after waking up or just in general, like driving in the car. And some of the examples would be like, hey, mom, the world's going to end in six weeks. And then just back to their little kid self or... Hey mom, a door is going to open up outside and you have to have a circle key to open it in probably 30 to 40 days. And, um, or, Hey mom, um, my friend told me that grandma says, and it's somebody that's never met their grandmother or been around their grandmother or doesn't leave their mom's side. And so kids, uh, the stories that I've gotten from my friends who are parents about their kids this week has really blown my mind. And if you think that I'm not interested or you think it's too weird or you think it's one of those stories you never said aloud before, you can have full anonymity and write me. And I'm so curious. And because of the amount of people that are writing me at the same time, um, sometimes I feel like I'm getting the opportunity to make connections that they might not have from talking to each other. And it's just synchronistic and crazy. And, um, yeah. Uh, I don't know how I got off the topic of the Dolores, but I, yeah, I, w I just want to like, really, I love you guys writing me. I, um, if I check it and I ever leave you on red, it's just because I don't have the mental space to really write you back how, as I see fit, but I will totally do it. Um, yeah, I love all your cool stuff. I'm not as good at reading the books. I do try to get around to somehow grasping the authors. You're sending me ideas and things like that. I just um, have a really short attention span for reading these days. Uh, a lot of the videos I do try to put on when you send them to me. Uh, some really great inspirational stuff. And I really do love it all. And um, you guys kind of keep me going sometimes that I feel... Uh, you know, down or sad or mad or whatever. And you guys are synchronistic to me in a way that I open it at just the right time or need to read it or whatever, or I'm doing a dig on something or talking to somebody and it's like, holy shit, you guys just send me something with the exact same letter combination or the exact same uh, numbers. Or I have friends that will send me certain um, emojis or memes or something like that. And it will be like right online with whatever's going on in my day. So I love it. You guys keep doing it. And, um, yeah, uh, blah, blah, blah. That was my little self promotion part. I told you about the kind of the Maven Dolores, um, which that's the whole other idea, which I almost want to just tell you to go over to my Marie. I'm sure she'll be talking about it eventually, um, on her posts, uh, it's kind of mind blowing. We've been going through this idea of if 2007 was the peak of the internet and the information, then they've been taking away ideas since then, censorship, shadow banning. Um, and let's say the internet in 2007 was a huge box. And every year they keep moving the walls of the box in and the walls of the box in. And so our information of what we think we know and the facts we can slowly find, the walls of the box get closed in, closed in, closed in, closed in. So now it's almost like we're in a downward spiral 
of like idiocracy, like information of what we can even find that's getting tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter until what we think we know is so finite and so minute that it just bleep and then it's gone. But what if the computer is always there? What if the computer is always the thing that tries to get us to recreate it again to always get back? What if it's always the devil we destroy, but always the evil that kind of tries to put itself back in our hands and in our brains and in our bodies again? I don't know. This is kind of a big idea and it's a little broken up, but I wanted to share it with you guys because I always try to bring you little weird digs. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to talk to you about this today real quick. Um, you know, the sound jaws, the boom, 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 Do you think they add fear to water just with that movie? Do you think that movie single-handedly made more people scared of the ocean at one time on the planet energetically than it had ever been scared of the ocean before in life. And do you think that movies or music or TV shows or things that go through our zeitgeist or pop culture change the energy of big, huge things that were never supposed to have that thing? Like, do you think we were supposed to fear the ocean? But it does seem like, you know, a hundred monkeys could they just reverse something like that quickly? Just give us all the opposite energy that we should have for that thing. Another idea I've been going over this week is the stigma of crazy. And um, how if you have superpowers, if you're clairvoyant or clairsentient or psychic or having visions or just a sense of knowing, uh, and you start telling people about those things, a lot of the times, you know, they, they think you're crazy and you're, you have a superpower. And I'm wondering for people out there, I would actually love it if you uh, write me. If you've noticed that you're having these kind of superpowers come on, do you have people in your bloodline that also had these superpowers? And if you're brave enough to tell me, do you have people in your bloodline that had these superpowers that were maybe called crazy or schizophrenic or bipolar or put on some kind of crazy medication or had a, some kind of electrodes put to their brain or something of that nature that you'd be willing to discuss with me? Because I am thinking um, there's really big reasons that they want to figure out all of our DNA and it's not so that they can make the perfect color eyeballs. Uh, I think we're really magnificent and we're full of gifts and sometimes we're really implored to tell other people how to implored. Is that the right word? I don't know if that's sometimes we're really, uh, driven. I'll just use a simple word for my simple brain right now. Um, we're really driven to tell other people how to use their gifts. And sometimes that's important. Um, I would tell you, like I do, I was telling you about the bean stickers and I really am going to do that eventually. But my first sticker that I will make for Project Cheney will be own the awkward. And if something's too easy for you to say it and you feel like it's really fucking deep, it's probably from your ego. But if it feels a little awkward to say, 
that means you're probably attached to something that your um, energy has been conditioned to feel awkward saying your um, energy field and spirit has been MK ultra and brainwashed to feel that be off when you tell someone you have a message for them or you hear a voice loud as clear loud and clear in your brain and you're supposed to say to someone like hey your blank said blank to me and I know that person is dead but this is real life um Anyways, I know that sounds like craziness and some of you are listening to this being like, what? This is bonker city. But a lot of you are listening to this like, oh my God, I thought I was the only one that this shit was happening to. Uh, well, you're not the only one because the amount of people that are writing me with their crazy stories and visions and voices and things, uh, it's not just the kids that are having these next level um experiences the kids just don't have all the conditioning so as not to say it and so um say it to me I won't judge you I will never um say your name or anything like that and um I'll probably get just uh enough of your story wrong to never uh <laughs> link it back to you anyway um because yeah some my brain doesn't work in dates and times <laughs> so um yeah, uh, I was going to talk to you guys about stand-up this week and how much I miss it and love it. Uh, I will save that for another time. I can't talk about masks without talking about vax, blah, blah, blah. I kind of went and screamed in your face and um, for too long. Uh, here's one now that we're in the Ida of it all. Uh, me and my wonderful clique of ladies who some of you refer to as my coven. Don't be jealous. <laughs> uh, we've been like going over this idea since the two buildings fell in Miami and linking up those two buildings. Like if we were going to set a like stopwatch to it, uh, that those two buildings, if they represented the 9-11 towers, then we go into Afghanistan emotionally again, which that's what we're all doing again. Um, we are uh, dealing with, uh, now we have Katrina again, which is Ida, on the same day that um, Kanye West's new album drops. And so we kind of keep laughing with each other that we'll know, we will know, we are, we are on the timeline where we actually know the playbook when Kanye West comes out and says, Joe Biden hates black people. Uh, <laughs> and then Britney Spears again, because that's when she shaves her head. Cause she gets some of the heat off George Bush from going into Afghanistan and the craziness of it all. So that would lead us about to 2006, 2007. And um, it's almost like they're taking our, uh, pop culture references, but our political pop culture references, our world uh, socioeconomic view pop culture references and all these things. And they're putting them on a fast timeline all in the year 2021. So um, yeah, uh, shout at me if you've noticed any of those fucking things going on that you're like, oh my gosh, this is the exact same thing that happened in 2008. This is the exact same thing that happened in 2009. I feel like part of it 
as we have such a short attention span, they've done that on purpose that most people don't even remember hydroxychloroquine. And I will still tell you for my shadow ban of it all from Instagram, my hydroxychloroquine posts that I've taken down forever ago, they deleted it forever ago. Those are still the posts that they flag me with every other day to, and threaten me with deleting my account. The hydroxychloroquine and the Hollywood being pedophiles. Those are the two that anytime I get a list that your account may be deleted, they still have all these posts that they already took down, but they still flag me for them. So, um, yeah, I just say uh, what they will not, let you see is the shit you probably should be seeing. Uh, 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 um, I'll talk to you about Erica Badu and Courtney Love another day. I should just get into Gordo. So a bazillion years ago, it was probably, let's see if we have our 9-11-2001 of it all. By 2002 or three, around the same time, and we could probably look up when the Da Vinci Codes came out, but a friend of mine gave me the Da Vinci Codes book. Another friend gave me Upon the Pale Horse and another friend gave me Gods of Eden. So something broke in my brain that I read these three books all within the same 30-day time span. And it was probably too much at one time, but uh, yeah, it really just gave me an instant different view of the world. And then I had to find everything that that was that which was that different view. And so, you know, you fall into David Icke and you have to uh, read everything about lizard people and you have to obviously know granddaddy Alex Jones and you have to go down the loose change and you have to know all the zeitgeist of it all. And you meet Freeman Fry and you meet a uh, big, awesome, screaming loud mouse like Jason Burmis. And, uh, you know, it's kind of endless and then it leads to the punk rock of it all, which kind of leads into this more fun comedy aspect of conspiracy that um, gets me in to Gordon. And I had been uh, such a conspiracy head for so long, and I really thought I knew everything there was to know about conspiracy. And maybe around 2017... I fell across this show called Those Conspiracy Guys. And my brain almost at first uh, found it a little difficult for me to listen to because the amount of information they were shoveling in, and then it was also in fast Irish. Listening back to these shows now, when I edit them, sometimes I feel like my voice is on 1.5 and I now, now realize like my short attention span with my brain prefers like really fast, fast Irish speaking and really fast, like Jamaican talking and Southern people when they're really going at it with each other. Like I like that fast speech. Like my brain is like shovel it in, shovel it in, shovel it in. Anyway. Um, so I find these guys and they seem like the most amount of information I had ever heard about any one subject mixed with like dick jokes and uh, Donald Trump impressions and um, but not just Donald Trump, like before Donald Trump, it like pop culture references that I'm like, how do these Irish guys 
know my childhood? How do they know about every cartoon I've seen? How did they grow up with all the same uh, 90s movies? And how did they uh, really have the comedy chops to always keep these really heavy subject matters light and entertaining for me? And another thing about those conspiracy guys is uh, people that think they have a long format show don't know shit until they get to those conspiracy guys. They have six hour episodes, eight hour episodes, and they go so deep that something also flipped maybe around 2019 while listening. And I could have these dates and stuff a little off, but uh, there was a JP Morgan episode of those conspiracy guys. And it J.P. Morgan, when you link it to the Rothschilds, the Federal Reserve, the Jekyll Island, the Titanic, the, uh, I mean, everything. It was like hearing that episode and realizing it was just history. It wasn't conspiracy. It wasn't uh, us guessing or some video of, uh, you know, uh, hymns and haws that we can't prove from cut up WikiLeaks or cut up, you know, uh, it was just real. It was real conspiracy that you and I could find. It was real history that was very easy to come by. And I didn't fucking know any of it. I didn't know any of it. I couldn't believe how much I didn't know. And it was like, it was like hearing a song for the first time where that lyric hits you or that beat hits you. And you're like, oh my God. I, this is my favorite song. And then I had to like re-listen to all those conspiracy guys. And I had to go down every rabbit hole. And I realized that I could find so much of this stuff that I thought was hidden and being kept from me and being silenced and being shadow banned. I could find it. It was just called history. And yeah, some of the history might be rewritten. All of it. It's winner's history. We know that. But I didn't even know the winner's version of history. And Gordo sat on his show once and I felt like he was talking directly to me. Sometimes I feel like I'm teaching Americans their own history. And I was like, fuck, dude, you are. I didn't know any of this. And the more I would uh, look into his shows and the more details that I would find, it was like a magnifying glass on subjects that I really thought I knew everything about. And... Uh, they do a lot of true crime episodes as well. And I love that in the true crime episodes that people think, well, this is true crime. But even in the smallest scale in these small towns and these small crimes that seem little, the conspiracy that lies underneath, the cop that has to play along, the neighbor that thought they saw something. It's like these tiny little bits of truce and these little true crimes, he has this really brilliant way of showing you how that works so you could see maybe how these big, huge crimes are pulled off. And uh, I love Gordo. I um, feel like he's a real friend of mine. And I respect him. And I respect uh, what he does as far as history goes, and he was also the person that was always like, you know, be careful with hot topic stuff and standing in like a new, a truth that's right now truth. 
And that's why he likes history so much because you can dissect all that and a truth is really there. Whereas right now we're kind of still in the middle of it. What do we fucking know, you know? And um, I just like always where he, his logic chooses to go with things and he's great at peeling off his emotion from things. And sometimes just unbiasedly educating you on something that it's okay for you to learn it. It doesn't mean he's a shill because he's teaching you what the written history of it is. And uh, I love him as a dude. I love his whole uh, journey. I love his comic fucking chops. Um, he's one of my favorites and he's one of the like inspirational guys that made me need to put a microphone in my face and made me need to uh, maybe speak up and maybe uh, put a little laughter with it sometimes too. So um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode with one of the easiest guests I've ever had. And I feel like some kind of like kindred spirit to, on, there is a timeline somewhere where I am an ex-Irish comic new dad and I feel like it would be Gordo. So I hope you guys like Gordon. I hope you guys go and find those conspiracy guys everywhere. And uh, yeah, I hope you crack the fuck up while learning a little bit of truth. I'm here for it. At this point, it's FEMA camper bust. <laughs> like I've said enough. It's we like, see, we here see, we are. We see each other true to, true to warrior fans. We'll be like, yeah, we made it. <laughs> no, it's like the coolest Looks people. Looks like we made it. Like the end of fucking, <laughs> the end of Remember the Titans or something like that. It's just, <laughs> in slow motion. You know, I'll just like freeze frame. In, in, in 2027, Janie. <laughs> you walking motion. away slow. Don't yeah. you forget about me. <laughs> In front of a like a burn in Washington <laughs> yeah. DC, just like punch the air. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell, man. Okay. Anyway, you do what you do, and uh, yeah, we'll just chat. Two hours is good to me till half twelve. It's all good. Okay, perfect. Hey, everyone, welcome back. Today with me, I have um, my uh, favorite podcaster of all the podcasters. He is the dude that. Um, I opened my big fat mouth on his show because he's so good to his fans and does a whole bunch of extras all the time. So I just fell into the right extra and uh, kind of in a weird way, um, the comedian in this dude brought out the comedian in me, which I hadn't had for a really long time, which is kindly sorely needed in the subjects we talk about. So Gordon from those conspiracy guys, welcome to Project Cheney. Thanks so much. That was I my my it could be the cholesterol, but my heart is swollen <laughs> now. With it might be my, my my what is it myocarditis or whatever from uh, from uh, shedding vaccines, but my heart <laughs> is swollen with the sentiment of that. I remember that fucking night when we were doing a live chat for those conspiracy guys, and I was like, Cheney pops up. She had her popcorn. She had a little drink, and it's just like. Hey guys, let's just have a little hangout chat. And then two hours later, everybody's like, <sighs> like we're after watching a fucking, like a Vietnamese Russian roulette competition in the basement of some fucking restaurant somewhere in Chinatown. Like it was just very uh, intense. But um, yeah, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad we've got, we've both gone as far as we've gone. Congratulations to you. 
Congratulations to you. Um, you. I love everything that your shows become. Uh, and uh, I think it's continuing to grow into. I like how you kind of find the conspiracy in everything and made me want to kind of branch out and do this kind of show because there almost is a conspiracy with your true crime uh, parts. Yeah. And then um, if... I often, I often get asked, like, well, you know, what's your show about now? A lot of true crime stuff coming up. And I'm like, yeah, but also uh, the topics transcend. The themes transcend. Like, there's a lot of, um, one of the most recent ones we did, I just released it, an episode on this guy, Ian Huntley, who was a uh, a Northern English uh, pedophile murderer who had a massive rap sheet, had a whole report made about him where he had um, basically groomed and molested, tw- we're straight out, the, straight out the fucking gate here, straight into pedophile molestations. <laughs> coming hard, coming uh, hard, coming in hard. No, you can't say that about people. You're not allowed to add them both together. It just seems yeah. wrong. Yeah, we're coming in hard with the Peter. Fo- no, don't no. stop it. Um, so he just he 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 there was there was a whole report on he had done thirteen pairs of young girls wrong, uh, molested, groomed, molested, like in indoctrinated them, um, got like wormed his way into their life, repeatedly sexually assaulted them, and then somehow in a weird way got away with it and then ended up moving like a couple of hundred miles south to another town called Soham and ultimately he got a job as a caretaker and he ended up um, kidnapping these two girls that were walking outside of his house one day and he brought them into the house and started doing some stuff something happened one of them slipped in the bath and died he choked the other one to death and then got rid of their bodies and burned them and then went to the police and went to the news and was like uh, I'd love to help try to find them girls. I'd love to help. Like, weird kind of fucking, you know, tailors all this time with these murderers trying to in- ingratiate themselves with the press and stuff. But, like, that's like a true crime on its own. It's one of the most famous, like, British uh, missing girls uh, cases. Uh, two little girls were Man United Tops. Very famous images that we, rem- we all remember from the mid-90s. But, like, there's something deeper in that. We did end up talking about something deeper in that, which is, like... Um, I don't know the sexualization of younger girls in their early teens. They have they're doing like the sexy TikTok dances. We ended up talking about um, the reason that he ended up getting away with all of those murders. There's something broken in the in the judicial in the jurisprudence about sexual assault cases for young people, and uh, it's probably one of the biggest. As Corey Feldman says, it's one of the biggest problems of our time. Uh, Pedophilia is, is like number one. Problem number one, it could be potentially, if you're into the you know the 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 Marina Abramovich school of cool stuff, uh, that it could be the 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 their driving force behind everything that our society is geared towards potentially, uh, but like for that particular true crime, like the amount of conspiracy adjacent topics that you got to talk about with just that case, and then a lot of the early. St- Ones like Madeleine McCann, um, Sandy Hook would take that. Might have been where we met. Case. It might have not been Michael Jackson. It might have been Maddie McCann. Yeah, could have been. Um, but like a queer case, like a really w- weird, strange thing, and it could be part of like another pedophile network. Uh, the, the 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 people all around, like politicians, like uh, what's his name, uh, Sigmund Freud's grand Clement Freud, uh, was living in the area, and he's like a notorious pedophile now uh, after his death. 
it's just it's just all of these things they all link together in the same the tapestry of like conspiracy and mm-hmm. then i get messages sometimes saying oh man you used to be cool and your show is shit now and it used to be great and i was like the show what it used to be was like a bunch of people sitting around making dick jokes and then telling you know a story that everybody kind of knows but in maybe in a different way and i try and look at different angles and pull in little different bits to make it interesting so that it wasn't just a copy of an interview i heard on the higher side chats yeah. or something you know like and it's grown and grown in my mind i had a vision for the way it was going to be and it's kind of becoming that now where it's like using the lens of history to analyze everything because it seems that now and more and more and the further we go into this like crazy you know klaus schwab uh shrouded brave new world the, the the further we go the more we realize that absolutely everything is controlled absolutely everything is um for want of a better word, a conspiracy, and that our history has been deleted. Anything older than Younger Dryas, 12,800 years ago, has been purposefully stripped from us. And, like, everything is a fucking conspiracy. You can look at every part of history. Everything. And it's a strange way to be, and it's like tinfoil hats, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, you know, you smoke too much drugs. But everything. Everything. Has an element of conspiracy. So every, every little part of culture, every little you know, um, historical event, you can look at with the context of knowledge today, how it started, the way it happened at the time, and the cultural context of the time, which I love to do, like with um, you know, Bobby Kennedy's assassination episode, or Martin Luther King's. J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan's one, like, to know the fucking culture of that time, to know how powerful he was. Now he's just an old guy with a fat nose. That, that that photoshops old paintings of himself and he has a bunch of banks around the place. But at the time, like, he was, like, you know, what Bill Gates is today. Uh, a, a know-nothing rich person who's fucking sticking his big fat nose in shit that he hasn't got a clue about. Everything. he's trying to hide his mantits. Like, it's just, um, everything's a conspiracy and I'm trying to tell it in a story that makes sense. It may not be slapstick, like, whap, whap, 30 seconds of joke. Like, you know, there might be long periods of seriousness, um, which is maybe what p- people don't like anymore. I, I don't really know why people are going, oh, man, it used to be cool, and now it's not cool. Uh, I don't think I'm taking myself too seriously. I think as we go on into the conspiracy landscape and we get further towards the horizon, that it, it's probably going to get less and less cool, <laughs> less and less hilarious. But to be able to maintain that sense of humour while we go into it and also remain accurate and remain hopeful but also remain vigilant um it's a it's a delicate balance that's one of the things too i love about your show is your i think your show overall i always heard about you know 9-11 jfk you always hear about the same historic uh events that are all the conspiracy theory things but your show taught me the history and all the kind of people behind those things like to really go into rfk and realize oh my gosh it was like finding out Paul wasn't my favorite Beatle and then next level like not even John Lennon it's George you need to know more about this Beatle and I felt like that whole show I was like holy shit like I thought I knew about this dude but I really didn't know about this dude and 
uh, that's what I really, it, it really um, ignited something in my brain that it just made me want to keep looking deeper, keep looking deeper, like peeling back layers behind these people and uh, maybe even find people like Matt LaCroix where it's like, how deep can I look back? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, <laughs> no, but that's the thing. Like the, the, there are people who are adjacent to all of these types of stories and people whose names are never printed. And it just so happens that sometimes you come across one of their names and you're like, hey, wait a minute. The Bobby Kennedy story, like, like that's, I, I think at the end of that, I played a little speech of his. And I remember being in the room, sitting, listening to that speech, because I recorded it live into the, I didn't put it on as a clip after. And we listened to it and we were kind of like, fuck. Like if he had made it as president, you guys would be living in, in a very different America right now, and we would be living in a very different world. Uh, you're talking about equality, you're talking about, you know, race relations, you're talking about all this kind of stuff. Like, Bobby Kennedy was like an unsung hero, but because he didn't get to be the president, he didn't get all the juice that he sh- should have got, right? And for, as an example, like, how all the stuff, you can take, like, the mad polka dot dress woman and... Sirhan Sirhan and the hypnotized assassin and all of that stuff and put it on top and go ah and that's a, that's a fucking you know that's like a that's like a filter for the majority of people to make them think oh that's a bit bullshit I'm not going to look any further into that do, do you, know, you know what I mean there's a few stories like that where they put a yeah. the little just a, a veneer of, of shit like a t- small film of of fecal matter at the front and people are they, when they look at it they're like oh that's covered in shit I'm not touching that but really, all you had got to do was just like wipe the shit away, and then there's gold underneath, you know. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is like a rabbit hole that just keeps going and going and going. Unbelievable! The pictures of that ballroom in the hotel where he was shot, like you can take pictures. Maybe I think there's five or six pictures in a collection, and there's dudes that you can point out in that that have shaped the way America is, and they were just in the ballroom just watching them get shot. And then, like you've gone so deep and so far into some of these things when you come out, like. With, with, satanic satanic cults and like blood sacrifices and stuff that I like I don't get into that stuff because it's not in my field of interest but I Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to have to eventually it's not my favourite thing is what I'm saying but like it's definitely a real thing and then when you look at that picture and you look at what they did to Bobby and how his body was all over the his dead bodies all over the papers and all the stuff and all those people in the room it almost seemed like some kind of weird sacrifice uh, he's up on the stage and the way the stage is set with the curtains and like the blood red curtains and all this stuff. It just, it's, um, as a, just as an example of how I tried to tell the story, you have to look at it from all of these angles and all, it's not just like tell it as it was. It's like, let's look at what was happening at the time. Like, why was it so important? Why has it been forgotten? I'm doing a thing now at the moment, I'm researching for, um, and I think it's possibly going to be one of the, most eye-opening episodes that I'm ever going to do. And there's so much reading in it. And it's basically about uh, the cultural revolution in in China in the late 50s and 60s, early 60s. And it's like a revolution of the youth to abandon the old ways, to move towards a new future with, uh, I guess, the times political correctness and the times like uh, new newly written sensibilities about how society should be run for the betterment of all and fast forward 15 years and you're looking at like Maoist China with 
famine and tens of millions of people dying from hunger and all this kind of stuff. And you're like, I, I, I can see parallels with like episode one of that series. Be, like the reruns are happening right now in America. And I'm kind of going like, w- w- because China is such a, and Russia and South America and all these other languages, they're all such um, inaccessible historical uh I guess megaliths. Yeah. Like there's a whole massive culture behind China that most people don't and won't know because there's such a linguistic barrier, there's such a cultural barrier to understand it that you really have to dig deep and, and and dedicate yourself to trying to get into understanding it. But like even the big ones, like the cultural evolution or, or uh, um, you know, like the, 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 feudal, the feudal history of Japan and how that was made and how Japan rose and fell and rose and fell and rose. Like amazing culturally so significant the world over um russia like what the fuck man there's so much history in russia it would like it would uh <laughs> it would just like pale america would pale in insignificance next to next to russia's cultural we have hardly any history or at least like, like hardly we have like a blip of history but it seems to be so important and and so culturally relevant and so influential through all of the western english-speaking world but like, there's way more important, way more rich, and way more influential and important stuff in other places. But because of a different language, people don't really pay attention to it. So I'm like, I have an episode in Rasputin coming up that's going to fucking blow your tits off. This fucking uh, cultural revolution in in China is just a fucking carbon carbon copy of what's happening. <laughs> at the moment. Like it's so unbelievably similar, like a blueprint. So you think uh, we're only like 10 years away from them giving us the one kid and then like kill your girls? I mean, I mean, is it not is it not very much on the cards at the moment? Dude, like, I think it's a whole communist takeover from it yeah. I go it's the um Malcolm X and uh Unabomber. I think about the bleeding heart of America yeah. will be the thing that it's just like hooked by and yeah. dragged into its demise. And I never thought that when I was a liberal. I never got it when I was like screen and parts of me still really are a liberal. I'm a friggin', you know, tattooed lesbian. Like parts of me are like liberal by the book, but yeah. when I really dig into it with my um the knowledge that I have, like I'm a constitutionalist. <laughs> like that same thing I stand on being a little lesbian, whatever that it's just like, no, leave it's the constitution. Leave my rights alone. Back that's up. The, that's the fallacy of identity politics is that, you know, if you identify as one of the, I guess, what would you call it? Marginalized groups that are encompassed in that cohort that you are then somehow weirdly duty bound to accept, to accept all of those indoctrinations that that the support of that cohort gives you so if you're gay mm-hmm. you have to say i'm gay and i'm with all the gays but i also have to believe what all the gays believe if not i am not officially a gay somehow i'm not accepted into the community and i have to go and be a standalone gay amongst a, a cohort of straight potentially and predominantly white uh you know Christian Americans who don't aren't really massive fans of me and it, like it's almost like if you're a gay conservative it's like you're it's doubling down on how hard you believe in your morals and ethics and values because like you're the you're the people who are standing behind you 
all kind of hate most of what your life is. I know it's always first they come for the blank and always second is the gaze. It doesn't yeah. matter what they come for first. The second gaze. It's like yeah. they could come for the blacks. The, and so there is this part of America. I say it over and over again about like, whoa, 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 everybody calm down because I, it's like, you know, I live in the South where I'm like, I back what you guys are doing. Take your fucking mask off. America, rah, rah, rah. Your guns, ray, ray, ray. And um, I back all this, but don't turn around after this is over and be like, now let's kill the gays. <laughs> so yeah. there's like this nervous part of me that I'm like, I don't want to be in the LGBTQ, keep adding letters so you can keep collecting billions of dollars. It, it, eventually BLM and LGBTQ will become one and then yeah. they'll monopolize the full uh, ma uh, matrix of Marxism or whatever's going on with that idea. But uh it is there is a nervous part of um, backing aside that all of the, the identity politics of where it's gotten, where once they aren't burning Hillary at the stake, they're like, OK, let's burn everyone that looks like Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> anyone, anyone, anyone with hair shorter than this long, get her, <laughs> spring her up. But this is the thing. So like, like, I don't know, you were, you were you've been listening to the show for many years, right? And I know a lot of the people, I'm going to be putting this on a Swapcast on my channel as well. So a lot of people are going to be listening to this that have been listening for years. I will say, I got fucking stuck on that identity politics, cultural Marxism, culture war, internet censorship. Like, I got really hung hard on that. Because what that was, was the 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 rash. That was the, the open source of the fucking cultural aids that is that America had. Like America is suffering from crazy, like late stage HIV, full blown AIDS. But it was in that point where you were just getting little cramps and doing like diarrhea poops and feeling a bit tired. And then all of a sudden all these fucking sores started opening up and you're like Tom Hanks in Philadelphia in the courtroom, like going like <coughs> and and it's fucking marches and it's people getting cancelled and it's fucking what is it what, what was that green green greenville community college greendale community college or whatever and all of these things like jordan peterson rose to power in the ide ideologues minds and he, he started fighting back against pronouns and it was a fucking like uh, like that part of history will is as important or will be as important in the future as say like you know, Jermaine Greer, Barnum Brass in the 60s for feminism, for second wave feminism or whatever. It was a really important cultural uh, evolutionary time that I really got hung up on and stuck on. And I kept, I kept on harkening back every single episode to, I ended up going off on, like I'd see a crack in the door and go, what, there's some, there's a 20 minute rant about fucking cultural Marxism. But like, and I don't do that anymore and I haven't done that and I kind of shook that shit off because it was inevitable because it was uh, I was protesting against it at the time through the medium of the podcast but I knew it was inevitable I knew there was something really shitty going to happen and eventually it's going to morph and evolve and grow and last summer Black Lives Matter burnt down half America and everybody was going yeah, it's a mostly peaceful protest 
And then fast forward a year later, I saw a woman today dressed in a hijab standing on the streets, a white American woman standing on the streets of Kabul in front of a bunch of Taliban that are shouting, death to America, death to America. And she's like, okay, they're shouting death to America, but they're, they seem mostly friendly. They seem mostly friendly. Um, there's no, I mean, I can't see any violence happening right now, but um, yeah, that's that's where we are right now. Okay, back to you in the studio. And I'm like, you fucking stupid cunt. You stupid cunt. You're standing on the streets of Kabul. The American army had just turned her back for a second to tie their shoelaces and the Taliban came in and took back the whole country after 20 years and $1.3 trillion. And you're standing there going like, well, I mean, they're mo it's mostly peaceful military coup. It's a mostly peaceful. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And they're telling is, every American right now in Afghanistan, if you're American, you better hide. Don't go to an embassy. Don't go to anywhere. You are not safe right now. Like, yeah. she, that was probably the last we'll see of that woman. Like, she's on Twitter and stuff going, are like, you, Damn. it's going to be fine, you guys. They're just holding a machete to my neck. It's mostly peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mostly peaceful machete. <laughs> uh, that's what I mean. It's fucked up, dude. Like, that they can see that and say that and it's it's like it's like and i'm on this thing and on this kick now at the moment you know i'm doing therapy i'm trying to get myself right i'm trying to fucking there's a lot of shit to be going on with and it's very hard having a head and i'm <laughs> learning a lot of stuff about how the head works about how my head works and about how i've taken in a lot of information and how i process that information because my head works the way it works and i'm like oh no if I get better now, I, I I won't be able to do it. I lose my superpowers. If I, you know, this kind of thing. That's our comedian. That's the comedian brain. That if, like, yeah. it's the same thing that's like, don't get sober. You won't be funny. And I, I'm sober 10 years now. And it's like. And you're still yeah. funny. Well, I thanks very much. But I uh, I was afraid for a while. I was like, oh, shit, man. These are like the work drugs. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Like, you know. But like I started, the, I wouldn't have had the, the moxie or the motivation or the chutzpah to start the show if I hadn't stopped drinking and doing drugs. But like, you know, you do a bit of therapy and you start realizing like, oh, that's how, that's why I'm always unhappy when I associate myself with those type of people but, and why I'm looking for those type of people. And then you go online and you find other people finding other people like that. And it's like everyone is just going around with their arsehole hanging out. And for every arsehole, there's a dick waiting to go hopping into it, whether you like it or not, on the internet. And uh, I see all these people fighting over all this stuff. I can't, I cannot understand how you're able to watch that news report. And through all the historical context and all the knowledge that everybody knows about how, let's even go back as far as 20 years to 9-11, that 9-11 inside job, Jeff Camel steel beams, all these little retractions, reductions that'll help the fucking concept get into people's heads. Everyone thought that was about oil. Yeah, maybe it was a bit, a bit about oil, but mostly it was about taking over the Afghani poppy fields to take over the heroin game to be able to generate revenue for black operations for the CIA to take over the rest of the world, to operate in the dark with billions and billions of dollars and then when it wasn't useful or profitable to them anymore, just bail out and then just let the country fall to the Taliban. Like, to understand even what the Taliban are. I was just saying this to somebody the other day. The fucking Taliban themselves were, like, Mujahideen fighters armed by the uh, American government to help 
fight for the land against uh, like the, the invading communist Russian forces in the eighties. Like the the Bin Ladens and the Bushes, uh, the Bin Ladens and the American industrial complex, but um, the Bushes particularly are fucking bestie mates. Like, and then on nine eleven, uh, I nearly said Barack Obama, Osama Bin Laden's dad, and George. It's the w. Hussein. I know it's like it's stuck. <laughs> and uh, 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 Barack Obama's dad. No, it wasn't Barack Obama's dad. Uh, Osama Bin Laden's dad and George Bush Senior were having a fucking an espresso just down the street from fucking the Twin Towers hitting the, hitting the dirt. And they were watching it going like, don't you just love it when a plan comes together? <laughs> like, motherfuckers, together. And then they got all the, the Bin Ladens and they flew them out in the planes and everyone else's planes were down because they knew some shit was going to go down they were going to get killed because everyone's going to get blamed. Like, it was all this kind of stuff that, that, that everyone forgets and nobody knows. And then you go, all right, the Taliban took over. What did they take over with? Who did they take over from? There's 300,000 Afghan troops sitting there, all armed to the teeth with American military technology. Could they not do anything? No, because they weren't trained enough. They were only trained to fight in tandem with American military personnel. They weren't given the, the, the autonomy because the Americans were afraid, like, if we teach them how to actually really fight, they might fuck us out before we want to leave. And so they left him there with fucking a half-hard dick. And then the Taliban just come in and went, listen, and I'm seeing so many weird pictures, like weird, like, Handmaid's Tale-ish, super fucking morally dystopian images. Like dudes going around with these long paint rollers, painting, just painting white paint over women's faces and the skin parts of, like, advertisement on the sides of buildings and stuff like that. So oh, they're all yeah. like... You know, men concerts concert posters. Yeah, and they're just painting over the skin parts and leaving the clothes bits, but just can't have any women's skin. And these motherfuckers have to have the wheel for six days, and that's the priority. They're going like, you can only imagine what's going to happen in, in six weeks, six months, like how fucking dark it's going to be there. And there's nothing American can do about it. Really, only start another war, which would be great for the fucking coffers. But to understand contextually, you see it as a a news story, and you're like, "Oh, jeez, Taliban! I haven't. I wonder what. I wonder what their new stuff is like. I haven't heard them for a while. The new album must be good. Do you know? Like it's a, it's like something like a flashback from something you haven't heard for years. Yeah, and there's then, kids that don't know. It's almost like a weird. I feel like we're on a media ouroboros where it's like. To not talk about Assange or the election or we have to regurgitate all the trudge that I don't even know what's real anymore. Like, I don't even know what I'm looking at. So it's like we're not talking about um, stuff that people should be really interested in. I've seen the news like trudge up John Kavanaugh again and talk about this. And then I'm seeing CNN where they're like, you know, Biden's coming out and being like Cuomo needs to step down. And then CNN's today, oh, this is a, a foreign disaster, a foreign policy disaster for Joe Biden. What's going on right now? And I'm like, are they eating their own? What is happening right now? Distraction pieces. It's, it's it like, all seems like distraction. What else is going on? But it's also a flood. It's a fucking media flood. The other way on Fridays, I found this out and I said it on the show and loads of people were like, oh my God, I can't believe that. On Fridays, the, the news stories that they're obliged to tell, but they don't want to be, like, headline news, they release them at, like, 4.45 on a Friday. 
and let them sit over the weekend. And by the time Monday comes around, you know, no one's watching the news at the weekend or out doing their bits and bobs. And by Monday comes around, it's old news. It's like 24-hour news. Like, like, nah, not into it. It just seems like it's 4.45 on a Friday all the fucking time now. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much massive world-changing, life-changing shit happening. All the time, every day, some crazy new re- revelations. Like, Rand Paul shouting at Tony Fauci. And, and I got on the news for a second... Gain, all this gain of function stuff <clears throat> like if we had the time and the space to be able to think and talk and discuss and dive deep into all of that without some other new massive world changing event happening in the meantime like like Andy Fauci wouldn't have a leg to stand on like to dig deep and it, it shit takes time to become big news it's not like Kim Kardashian lost her earrings or got robbed like this is not as big a story as that that just hits whatever cultural G spot and just goes like and the whole planet knows about it. Yeah. Right? For in a day for some reason. But these other things like I don't know why they're not disseminated as quickly or they're not as accept widely accepted as like truthful n- knowledge. The the second they've become uttered, um like that gain of function thing in the Wuhan lab and uh, how Fauci's organization funded it. And it's basically like you weaponized it. It got out. You paid for it. Here's the paperwork. What do you have to say for yourself? You don't know what you're talking about. Like it's, it's that, that's a fucking, that's like a, they still play, they still play back uh, videos of the woman who was like, Remember that girl that was in, co- in uh, testifying in front of Congress so that they could go to war in Iraq? It's like, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're killing the babies in the incubators. Yes. And you're like, you're like, you fucking lying bitch, you lying bitch. Can't believe you lied about that shit. But anyway, you know, Doctor David Kelly hanging himself. Like, um, all of these kind of things they happen. And you could say them in shorthand like that, and now only conspiracy theorists. Or even uh, what is it, Sherman and Honey, or what is it, the Honey Sherman and Bernie and Honey Sherman, the pe- people who owned hydroxychloroquine, and they they were the billionaires in Canada found um, murdered, oh, yeah, dead, yeah, yeah dead, yeah. and then the hydroxychloroquine the of everything ever. right now, uh, where we've like Trump saying it. I I think it is an interesting thing still. Like whoop. Trump right again. Up, oh, Trump right again. Up, oh, Trump I mean, right again. Up, oh, Trump right again. <laughs> but if he if he was still the president, I don't think those things would be allowed to come to light. They'd be you know, no, they would be fighting against over. it. No, it all has thing. to happen. It's like that. I. It's like sometimes you cannot tell the people; you have to show them. Yeah, and they were being shown, and I think any like your anger is a gift or whatever. The amount of people that were really angry when Trump was in office. Like, personally, myself, I don't know if I, I was a Trump supporter, but I was definitely, like, a supporter of America when Trump was in charge. I was like, this is a fucking, this could be great for America slash the rest of the world. Like, most of my business is done in in American ears, do you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of UK people as well. So, like, whatever was happening in America echoes down and trickles down into English culture and business and stuff like that so what's good for the what's good for that is good for me so i'm like yeah fucking america's class come on to fuck right 
And I was like, yeah, this could be, this is opening up so many worm, cans of worms and so many little, you know, avenues of discussion and stuff. And people were like, oh, you're a fucking Trump supporter. I can't, I can't believe, like, and it became such a religious thing, you know. So I know, that was like, the weirdest part about it, how everything became, it's almost like they ruined the Republican Party with the religious right 20 years before uh, yeah. the Democrat, before we ever even paid attention to the Democrats. It's like they slowly worked in from Reagan on this really hardcore churchy to kind of take over what was constitutional and make it moral. Yeah, and then the other side decided to fight fire with fire and create an atheistic or agnostic, uh, you know, moral structure as well. Where the God vermint. Yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, you either believe in the LGBTQIA, PPT. Science. Believe in science. Uh, Trust the all science. That stuff. Yeah, believe in science. Or if you don't, you're a heretic. You're a non-believer and deserve to be like. Look at what they're saying about all the people who aren't getting vaccinated now online. You should be not allowed to go nowhere. You should lock you in your house. Like you basically put, put anyone who refuses the vaccine, put them in a camp, put a star on them. There was star stickers going around for the people who weren't vaccinated. I'm like, oh my god, have you guys not read a fucking history book? Like that's probably one of the they spent most offensive... um, four years calling Trump a Nazi. So yeah, when yeah. a real Nazi, when real fascism is in their face, they have no idea what it is. They're like, grab them by the pussy. We're so mad. Me too. All of Hollywood mm. folds in on itself, um, it, which really the Me Too movement in a lot of ways needed to happen. But yeah. because it needed to happen, it was stolen by Hollywood and made this whole Kim Kardashian like re-burn your brawls in a Chelsea Handler bullshit way instead yeah. of like um, the real, you know, there was real problems in workplaces of, but it wasn't just for women. It was for men as well, where you just had to kowtow to your boss in this weird way and just take the weird joke. It was just, yeah, yeah. it needed to like be Brendan confronted. Fraser. <laughs> well, Brendan Fraser got fucking diddled and then spoke out about it and then they ruined his career and he's only getting to come back now like 20 years later. That's or so when, crazy. Uh, or the, what's that Terry, other? Yeah, Terry. Terry Crews yeah. got his dick pinched. Somebody imagine pinching that guy's dick. Like, that's brave. I know? kind of, in weird ways, I think Harvey Weinstein was the sacrifice of yeah. all of that. It was like, oh shit, because of the Sony hacks. Um, yeah. And before people would start delving into all that, he was the easy, like, let's just. And I do believe those people, when they're sacrificed in that way, I think it's a badge of honor. So I think for us, we're like, oh, yeah. my God, he's shamed. But for them at the private parties, when he walks in, they're like, "Woo! here comes the big guy slime ball. I think it's yeah. like good for them. It's like when Henry Hill comes out of court and, and Goodfellas for the first time is like, oh, you broke your cherry. Like this kind of thing. It's like, hey, you, you went in there, you faced the music, you didn't fucking rat any of the rest of us out. We got you like you're a made man now. Like uh, Harvey Weinstein took the rap took the fall and took all the media hatred for that side and then Epstein took it for all the pedos and all of these guys and they were able to neatly tie that shit in a bow and now you say blah 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 Epstein didn't kill himself and people are like yeah and it seems to again the film 9-11 the film of shit comes down and people are like ah yeah but I mean you know just because Tom Hanks posts loads of kids shoes on his Instagram that doesn't mean anything or whatever it's just all so um, 
fucked up and stuff happens so quickly now and people are being just bombarded with all of these world changing events and all this stuff and we're seeing like scenes that should fuck us up like things that psychologically we should be fucked up about like when you see uh i think i talked about on the show before one of the rottenest worst the one of the worst videos i've seen on the internet is um it's called funky town i haven't seen Don't it i think i a bunch of i think brazilian gangsters and without being too graphic basically they're torturing this dude and in the in the background it's like and then you can hear the as your man is like scalping the skin off the guy's face and they're, you know, popping his eyes out with spoons. Your man's still like gargling and screaming and going, Hey, okay. And they're just, What are you talking about? And he's like, Oh, no, 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 a, a lesser man I'm a bit more resilient when it comes to watching awful things because you know I've switched parts of my brain off you know for, for, for survival purposes or whatever in, in my younger life so I can watch that stuff and it, it doesn't like d- deeply affect me but at the same time it, it gets into your unconscious or your subconscious so there's so many people who are dealing with fucking crazy images crazy pieces of information that are that should fuck somebody up man like when you hear some of that shit you see some of that shit people usually and in a time of peace and happiness and prosperity if you saw some of that shit people like oh my god how much money do i have to give to make that stop here charity well even mr hands or two girls one cup it was like these forced viral things that um Traumatized people. Yeah, and I used to be, if you would have asked me, I don't even know, two years ago, maybe even a year and a half ago, I was full disclosure, maybe even a year ago, full disclosure, full disclosure, everything, put it all on the table. Now, I don't mind doing work and I don't mind putting people in place so that like my sister and her kids can keep some sort of innocence. I don't need yeah. everyone to see everything. I think everyone, yeah. sh- there should be things we have the options to see. Um, there should be things that are secret, that there's clearance to see. And then there should be things that you can keep clicking deeper and it gives you warnings the whole way through. But there has to be some kind of protocol that, I mean, and I don't even like the word protocol, but I think that and it should be up to me to police my child on the Internet. But there should Informational be... Informational consent or something. Yes, there should be yeah. something I can put on my computer or my phone that puts a rated A, B, C, D, whatever the rating system, so my kids can't go there. Um, but maybe so I don't have to see it either. Like, I don't want to see a cow tortured from a vegan site on my yeah, yeah. Sunday morning. Like, I don't when want to. When you're, when you're eating brisket, beef brisket or something like that, you're like, I don't want to see this. Where you're ruining my lunch. But it's um, it's one of those things where I think that possibly uh, there's a, an amount of terrible things on the internet that are freely available that may potentially get into the hands of children. And the remedy to that, because it's so prevalent and this this there's a hacking narrative now everyone's going to get hacked and 
all the like in Ireland, like the 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 health service, the HSE, uh, got hacked, and it basically meant that the whole medical infrastructure in Ireland had to go back to pen and paper for about a month, and they still haven't recovered. Um, there was you know women who were very heavily pregnant who had lost all of their like test results and all of the information, everything was stored in the computers and then they had to go in to give the, <laughs> to give birth and everybody was like going through the <laughs> charts and stuff going I don't know like all remember carbon copy paper yeah, and all yeah. when you signed the things they're going through all of this shit like trying to go back to the old system before and it's because they were operating with substandard equipments with substandard funding Windows XP computers or some of the machinery and just fucking a bunch of dickheads just hacked in and just did some stuff to it like and then held them all ransom. It was ransomware and stuff involved. And like it was a huge deal and everybody was like really afraid and everyone's getting fucking antivirus software for the computer and all this stuff. Not really realizing that like a high percentage, 75, maybe 80% of all of those types of hacks are all like socially engineered. So it's you can have all the firewalls and VPNs and all the stuff that you like. But most of the time, it's somebody ring you up on the phone and say, hey, I'm from the bank and we're just wanting to check this thing. Can you give me your password just to check? Or they'll send you an email and it's something so enticing. You're like, you just won a Tesla. And you click the thing and it's your click. Like, you clicked it and then you say, yes, yes, yes. Uh, or somebody's having a furious wank and all of the fucking the windows are popping up. It's like, oh, I didn't see this girl <laughs> fucking, what's it called? Hi, I'm uh, in your town. Call me. For, yeah, yeah. But it's like... <laughs> You know, in order to see this girl, like, shit on herself in a bath from two meters or whatever, click this little button or add this 10... You could you just won £10,000. You're like, I don't care. I'm having a... I'm fucking having a wank. Like, go away. You click the button OK, and it installs some shit on your computer, and then it fucking copies out your keystrokes, and then the next thing you're hacked, and it's like, yeah, well, you should have been more careful. <laughs> you know, it's, it's all social engineering. It's all human error. And th there's this narrative now of, like... The next big hack, the next big thing. Like people are going to get hacked. All these services are going to hack. So you're saying that you wouldn't mind having a system in place to protect you, or your loved ones from that information. Um, being being. It would just be like you. another app. If I had a child, I wouldn't mind having uh, an app that I could get that would just like. I'm sure it already exists out there. Here's the apps my kids are allowed to play on, yeah. or here's the. I just really worry about. Um, I don't want to tell parents how to parent their kids, but if it were my kid of like eight, I just know how schlick I was. I would have been able to work one of these computers way better than my mom at eight. Yeah. So there, it, it does make me, um, it makes me nervous. Like just the amount of trauma. I think there's a disassociation. I think at least in America, I don't know the rest of the world, but I feel like the rest of the world is all on the church of Hollywood. We've been so over sexualized everything. We've yeah. just had it shoved into every educational system in our body, into our churches, into our everything. So, um, I just wonder what a generation would be like without like tiaras and toddlers. And, you know, it just even seems like more like I used to be able to come home and take off my cool kid clothes and my cool kid attitude and my cool kid, whatever, and then get down with my nerdy obsessions, whatever that is as a kid that you're 
you know, we all wear that mask at school. But now these kids are getting bullied the second they get home and their grandma knows about it because it's all on their Facebook page and their teacher knows about it and their softball coach and all their friends from wherever else. So they don't have any separation of this life. It's almost like, um, I remember one of my, uh, redheaded friend said once you have no idea how cruel the world is to redhead specifically because redhead is the only thing on the planet that adults can pick on too and it's just normal that adults pick on a child who has red hair and everyone calls him a redheaded stepchild and it's like a whole like it's just this cultural accept thing and um yeah sometimes i feel like uh in a way um I don't even know where I got off the topic, but like ideas of I have this like blanket way that they're just viewed automatically like up. This is a redheaded stepchild idea like this is just put in. And I feel like uh, with uh, like sexuality in America or the over sexualization of all of us, it's almost like. even if it's with the computer, even if it's with the, you're not allowed to be the person to broach it because then you're the uncool person for broaching yeah. that thing. Like we this can't seems. Talk about the, yeah. the sexualization of children because then people are like, "What? They're just doing dances. If you find them sexy, it's your problem." Like what? These children are twerking, <laughs> trying to clap yeah. their t- tiny underdeveloped ass cheeks. They're dancing like grown-up strippers do for money. But they're doing it on TikTok for clout. There's 13-year-olds sending pictures of their bee-sting tits to other 13-year-old lads because they're being fucking socially engineered and, I don't know, bullied. Not bullied, but, like, coerced into doing so. And if you don't do it, like, you don't really love me. And all of these manipulation Adults are doing it, taking pictures of themselves. (laughs) We're just filming ourselves all the time and taking pictures of yourself. You see your mother taking pictures of herself and it's just like it's there forever. I'm so glad I had a part of my existence without the internet. (laughs) Yeah, that that analog childhood and digital adulthood, but um, it's gone into, and I talked about this in the show and I'm actually going to do a live chat where I have uh, some sex workers come and join me on, on, on the, on the, chat but it's gone into peak like peak voyeurism under the lockdown paradigm so everyone's locked in the house people need to earn money what's the easiest well not the easiest but what's the most um lucrative and least laborious way to be able to earn money if you're a a a, a medium to good looking woman it's just like sell your body and in the in the previous world, in a different time, even like five, ten years ago, that would have been absolutely morally abhorrent. But whatever way society has been forced into not questioning moral aberrance or moral decay, because it started off with like, well, now you see, Johnny, the gays, when they touch penises, one penis opens like a flower and then envelops the other one. Uh, it's like a like a kind of a snake eating its own tail. That's that's how they do it, Johnny. The Ouroboros. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that that's like you know that's the fifties, and then the sixties is like, hey, you know, Stonewall, and we're everybody everybody's having the, having a good time, and people are exploring their sexuality as a direct like pushback because of that. Um, I guess like uh, 
prudishness of the 50s or whatever. And in the 70s, it started to proliferate down into like housewives and it was swingers and like fucking, you know, Janice from up the road is fucking fielding a, a, a half dozen cocks at a time, like a plate spinner or whatever. And then in the 80s, it became like, uh-oh, we did too much dick spinning. Everybody's got AIDS. Everybody's got AIDS. AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. Everybody, stop fucking everybody. And in the 90s, it was like, okay, everyone's really got AIDS. It wasn't just the gay lads that have it, because it was the 80s. Now it's fucking everybody has it in the 90s. Magic and Johnson kind of, has it now. Put, yeah. You just put, put drinks money. Uh, put, 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 it, put it all down into, you know, uh, back down into, like, the prudishness and people's the PC culture came back in the 90s and everybody was, like, you know, real tied up and tight. And uh, eventually started loosening up again. And, and, and then we're back to a point of, like, um, total moral dissolution or whatever when it comes to that kind of thing and you're not allowed to question anything about sexuality because it's mixed into the this this kind of cultural malaise that is propped up by the mainstream so it's a mainstream supported cultural malaise around inappropriate, potentially inappropriate sexual behaviour so if somebody goes like hey that eight-year-old is getting a sex change. I find that inappropriate. That's heretical. You're not allowed to say that. They have their own choices. And I'm going like, how did we get there? Like, obviously, the 50s attitude, poor. 70s attitude, <laughs> little, little bit out of control. 90s attitude, like, reasonably okay, a little bit more accepting, but still very uptight. Early 2000s, hey, everyone's being cool. 2010s, this is quite good. Actually, we let, marriage is legal and people are going to have to face it. And, you know, pe more people are coming out and more people are uh, um, being accepted by their families and people who they thought wouldn't. And there's a lot of people who came out of the, who came out of the darkness in support of uh, um, alternative lifestyles and stuff like that that you wouldn't have thought that there were like, People in their 50s and 60s and 70s who you would have thought like, oh, they're oldies, they're boomers, like they won't like this. But it turns out that they were like, no, I secretly supported it the whole time, but I just wasn't allowed to say it because all my friends are kind of bigots or whatever. But it's gone to a place now where it's so open and sexu sexuality is such a, a massively wide spectrum that you're allowing like girls who didn't get a chance to go to college like at 19 because of lockdown they're like, well, I got to do something to earn money. I know. I'm going to fucking buy a dildo that plants dragon eggs up my arsehole, and I'm going to shit them out into a bowl for six ninety nine a month, uh, as a as a subscription on OnlyFans, and I'm going to earn a hundred grand a month, and it's going to be deadly. And nobody's telling that bitch like, that's on the internet forever, man. Like every interview you go to, somebody's going to type in your name. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Twitch, but people are just dragon eggs, fucking things, or themselves, or talking, or draining. People are into like, I'll just drain my bank account for you. Yeah, like tell me where to put the bank account. Yeah, like the story it's, it's, I've heard, girls just taking pictures of their feet. As simple as that. As simple as that. 
But obviously, it's not. I'm not. I'm not saying all oh, the girls are morally apart. Like the fellas are paying for it. They're the ones going. Like I'm pulling. I'm pulling my fucking. Button no, here. I think we're at this place. It makes me actually. I've brought it up a few times now that everyone for a year has been locked in their cell. Everybody's jerked off more than they've ever jerked off in their life because they haven't had to go to work. They haven't had to do anything. They've just gotten paid to sit on their ass. Some people haven't even had. They've gotten paid to not even have to go to call their work they they just yeah. got paid from the government to do nothing so they all sat inside and they all jerked off for free porn we know nothing's for free uh it's not like videotapes like you know our dad's had or something and some blow blow it off and like yeah, yeah. No, no it's on free on some website somewhere and on the outskirts of all their porn has something a little more nefarious a little more disasterly a little more disgusting a little more perverse and so they're jerking off and in the subconscious as you're getting off something a little more gross is back there. And so a year of jerking off five times a day, 10 times a day, 20 times a day, enough that there had to be a full movement come out of no fap, like a full movement yeah. of guys. Like we're not going to touch our dicks like this. It's heroin to us. And um, like so much so that I think people actually saw, I think some of the stuff that we fight, fight against or talk about with Pizzagate or kid porn, I think some people teetered next to things that freaked themselves out. And that's where I think there's this whole like uh, where it's almost like somebody strung, like strummed the guitar chord, but it's radiating so far back and forth. If we looked at it, it'd still be going. That's what I feel like is happening right now. It's like hit these two polar sides. Strings are vibrating so hard that they're they're touching off each other. But one string is touching off another string and that string is underage. Yeah, and that's what it is. But they even, they're like, this is stepfather, stepmother. This is teacher, kid. And, you know, everybody watches it. We're grownups. We know that person's of age, that person's of age, because there used to be a studio in California where those people were of age. Now we all start leaning a couple years in. It's just, you know, Dick and Nancy down the street uh, having some group, whatever, or Tom fucking his butt plug, you know, in private with a mask on or whatever's going on. And then a couple years later, we don't know what's going on on these things anymore. Like we have no idea who the people are. We have no idea if it's dark web. We have no idea. But I feel like the brain when it's in that part of like, I must come. I must come. It doesn't care. And I I do believe the free porn and that that same stuff we were just talking about. The kids have no idea. Everything's on the Internet permanent. Every single thing that OnlyFans shows you, that's what it's caught you doing on the camera. And they have that somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's, that's the it? craziest part where's that when is that website going to be released you know? <laughs> it's like um which is a kind of a perfect place to bring this up because you're one of the few people on the planet that is one degree of separation from mr john uh mcafee oh christ yeah shit man <laughs> that was a crazy interview what what do you think of everything going on with him now <laughs> uh, the last time i looked at it i'm 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 <sighs> I need. I think I need to get a se- a second phone, Cheney. <laughs> the amount of fucking mad shit that goes through my my computer or my iPad, like it is. There's it is kind of like a risky risky clicks. Like there's a lot of risky clicks. Um, the Telegram thread that I'm included on <laughs> that uh, I check in. I check in on now and again. 
the shit that comes out of that is um, promising, very hopeful, but unfortunately, and I, you know, I'm a party pooper, ultimately fruitless. I agree. Now. There hasn't been anything on there yet that is, and because I've researched every click, I yeah. even went to Ingersoll Lockwood. I yeah. looked at every single thing on there. I follow Code Monkey pretty religiously, and yeah. uh, saw him give the little. I like this is the Hollywood rub that I would give you. That Code Monkey totally gave the John McAfee site. I would say. Gordo, he has it all wrong over there on his show. I disagree with everything that Gordo says. Be careful about Gordo. But why did I bring Gordo up at all if I didn't yeah. want everyone to go listen to Gordo? That's yeah. kind of what I feel like Code Monkey did to that John McAfee site. And then when he was on the Mike Lindell Cyber Symposium, I'm like, oh, it gave the clout, uh, the site a little more clout to me. And the, 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 they're looking into, um, it's, gamifi it's gamified religious or what would you call it gamified uh theocracy faith-based conspiracy right so it's the extension of q they're talking about like uh those parts of it talking about like trump's re-inauguration day um they have the 3.1 terabytes of information from this blockchain that's being decoded but it'll take 28 days. So there's a countdown. There's a prize. There's a secret date that everybody's looking forward to that keeps on getting pushed and keeps on getting pushed and keeps on getting pushed. And traditionally, that was like, you know, the funny doomsday cults that people used to make fun of in small town America where you'd have one guy and it's like, we are waiting for the resurgence of Zorp. Zorp will come back and he will save us all. And, you know, it's all, it's all very... Um, harmlessly culty and fruitless and I think another distraction piece to keep a bunch of people who could be using their time to investigate more real things um, they're using the mystery of one of the most mysterious men alive they're using the mystery of his death to sow deeper seeds of doubt around the system that definitely does have something wrong with it but there's no um there's no real tangible information coming out of any of these. Nothing real. I totally agree. There's just nothing real. The um again, it's Q again, and it's wonderful, and it's a great game, and it's lovely to play, and it's like some kind of live version of Clue. Cicada. And it's like OA. Yeah, Cicada turns yeah. zero one, and all this kind of stuff, and it's like let's figure it out, man. Let's you know who, uh, 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 what is the smoke monster? You know this kind of stuff. Like who you know who is the man in black, and um. Don't you think John it's McAfee would have been bit. one of the few people on the fucking planet who could actually pull off whatever the Taking romanticized idea of QAnon was? Yes. Don't he, you think he he's one of the few dudes? Look, if it's real, he, it's probably him. Like, he is one of the few dudes who could pull it off right to the end. But what I'm saying is, if you're able to get leaks from... Okay, let's put it this way, right? It's a gamified system, and the the prize is clout slash money for creators or people who are going to cement their career by breaking the biggest news in pretty much in, in all of modern history. Mm -hmm. But then you're also relying on the discretion and the integrity of all of these lads who are, at their core, distrustful and 
un, untrustworthy and distrustful of systems of government, of mysterious people online. Like if a fucking weird, strange cunt sent me a video and went, hey, check out this video. And it's like John McAfee from yesterday on a boat uh, with a f- with paper of yesterday's date. And he's like, uh, so listen, we're on a boat here. And he's like this whole thing. And he tells yeah. the whole, like, I'd be like, is that a deep fake? Like what, what, what's, what's happening? Are they are they trying to catfish me into going like I got the exclusive, I got this video channel, boom, and it goes online and I go viral and I get famous and I get loads of money and I'm on all these other podcasts and people are like, Where'd you get the video? And I'm like, Somebody anonymous sent it to me and blah blah blah. That's the gamble. That if you get that information, you want to break it first so that you get all the clout. But by the same token, all the people that would get sucked into that when it's found out to be fake, would all be completely delegitimized. So if I did do that and I got massive and it was found out to be fake, I'm dead. I'm done. Like my my show me as a, a, a you know a spokesperson for that t- type of content finished. My entire I can't be ever trusted again because my judgment is flawed. Yeah. Or whatever you know. That's happening a lot. There's a lot of people wasting a lot of time, and has wasted a lot of time. I feel. Digging into all this stuff, which is really fun. And it's nice to think about. And it was a great distraction when the fucking shit was going bad. And especially when, like, you know, there are actively, like, a pedophile network operating. And they were so close to being caught. And everyone's like, oh, my God, imagine. Imagine if that was, if that was, if that story broke properly and everybody actually got caught. Like, that's the changing of the world. That's the world changer that we all want. But instead of that, we got a virus and we all had to stay indoors for two years mm. and possibly for another year. And then we had to get all a vaccine that conspiracy theorists have been banging on about for 30 years. That's like they want us under a social credit score with a vaccine passport so we can't travel. And it ends up being like Half-Life 2 or like Demolition Man or some shit. Like all the things that all the conspiracy theorists have said for years and years while we were all busy looking at QAnon and hoping that Trump was going to fucking take back the Fed or whatever they were planning all this stuff event 201 in October 2019 like nobody was looking at that when it happened but in fucking February they were looking back at it going oh that was that thing do you know what I mean like there's so many there's so many um, really fantastic minds that were made to feel like they were close to the answer and it's pulling your heartstrings it's pushing your emotions and this is what I said earlier on uh, nearly an hour ago now saying about uh, doing therapy and trying to fix my head because like uh, uh, even if you're taking in that wanking all day taking in QAnon and being the one to crack it being able to make a podcast and get fans and get a bit of fucking uh, <coughs> excuse me it's not Corona it's just dry throat getting a bunch of fans for your podcast and getting a little bit like when you put up a post and you get 150 likes and you're like huh or, you know, um, having a wonderful conversation on somebody else's podcast about some shit and getting to fucking just speak what's on your mind. Like, all of these things are shitting out dopamine and shitting out serotonin into your head and making you feel good. Like, staying at home and wanking yourself asunder, it's basically shitting, like, happiness chemicals likes, into your head. Likes, 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 It's all thumbs up, yeah. yeah. So it's all it's all, it's all, all these um, emotional responses and chemical, you know, rewards and I'm learning about that stuff now so that, like, when some somebody says something nice to me, I'm like, 
oh thanks very much and I'm able to accept the compliment and feel happy about it and then when someone says something bad like some shitty review or something shitty I'm not like oh like I had tied the show's identity to my own identity and it's kind of like I, I wanted the show to be so authentic and so um so real and honest okay When I was starting the show, I wanted it to be funny and approachable and be able to take on all this really hard information and make it palatable and all the stuff that I already knew and put all that onto the internet and then go and learn more myself because I'm very interested about it as well and put all that out there in a real honest way that's not like a grift and it's not like I'm doing it in a certain sensationalized way like all of these YouTube channels that I was watching at the time there was a gap in the market for somebody to come out and be real about that shit. And it wasn't like Ancient Aliens or it wasn't like a fucking Discovery Channel show where there was a narrative and they were selling something, you know. And I could feel something's happening down the line and I could feel in my fucking bones, like, conspiracy theories is going to be the new rock and roll. I'm really into this. My finger's on the pulse. I could feel, I could feel the fucking other dimensions vibrating around me all the time, like, right? And... The further along it's gone, the more that's been the case. And I've gone more and more into saying, look, at what's the point in trying to maintain a, a financially supportable narrative? Because at any point, the sands may shift underneath my feet. And then my opinion that I've staunchly stood over may become unpalatable and un- not financially, you know, uh, uh, lucrative anymore. So, like, create a platform that's honest and that's more human and humanistic than like a media company would be. So Fox has built itself up to be like the conservative news company. So if they say and that's not that, their massive fan base who have allied themselves with that politic will revolt against them and they'll end up losing a bunch of money and a bunch of uh advertisers, yeah. And advertisers, which then evidently means that they are going to have to, whether they want to or not, maintain that certain political outlook and that that uh, that that level of opinion on certain topics or that particular point of view, even if it doesn't gel with the people that work there. So then that means that they're going to have to hire the people that work there that have that point of view and it ends up being like creating a, a, a multi-layered uh, echo chamber of that particular uh, socioeconomic, cultural, uh, political, potentially religious outlook that ends up moving it further and further and further away from the actual truth because truth is like a, a trying to catch an eel in a river. Like, it, it can go any way. Uh, even when you think you have your hands on it, it can fucking slip out of your hand at any point. Like, you can't be And you might catch your... it and then look down and you're like, oh, this isn't an eel, it's a boot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, sometimes it's, it's a, like truth today doesn't trunk. mean shit yeah. tomorrow. Exactly. So, like these, like think about just say Fox News for as an example, how it's evolved over the years, and it's ended up, you know, diversifying into buying like TV shows and TV making this TV station, making the movies that it makes, and the movies that it makes ends up being similar to the political background of the the corporation as a whole. So, like that whole corporation, in order to survive and evolve ends up having to take people into it that would feed it the food that it wants. 
and it ends up then creating a massive dichotomy. So you have, like, so in America now you have the CNN and the Fox, and the CNNs are just as uh, binarily opposed all the way to the other side, and everybody that works for them is all this way, and you know, so our fake false dichotomy. This is it, but it's manufactured and it's supported through like financial remuneration because people are uh, they, when they pay they want that's the stuff they want to see that agrees with them because that makes them feel good so if you're tearing yourself or something wanking yourself to bits and you feel great and you're like you know what it made me feel even better I turn on the TV and I saw a lot of stuff that was telling me the, the things that I think and believe as my core values and beliefs are correct and I, I'm on the right side of history and that's fucking brilliant and the world is the way I want it to be. And also, I'm fucking covered in shame glaze and my head is full of lovely chemicals that are making me feel brilliant all around. And then they turn it on and they just, it's a cycle of feeding themselves. So I wanted to make the show to be honest and also to be able to change my mind on stuff because humans do that. And if you learn new information, you, I don't want an audience that's so rigid that if I change my mind and say, you know what, actually, I had to think about that in this this is the way it is. And with Trump coming into office, I was only I only had to show like two years or something, two and a half years. And I already saw that. A bunch of people were like, man, I thought you were cool. And you fucking come in with this stuff. And I'm like, okay. And they were like, <laughs> ha, that, that impression was a little too good, Gordo. I'm going to turn <laughs> it off. Yeah. You're making me feel feelings I didn't want to feel. I came to you to be confirmed in my bias. You made Trump likable by doing that. <laughs> but like it's so bananas that now that he's gone and there's this other thing here that people are coming back and going hey man that madness has lifted I started listening to your show again it's actually quite good I'm like thanks welcome back it's great to see you pull up a chair you know and uh, other times I have people come and going man I used to listen to you like five years ago and uh, it used to be great and you used to say all this stuff and do all this this way and now I listen and you've changed and you believe stuff that I don't believe anymore because I've gone into believing this stuff and you don't believe the stuff that I believe, so I'm not going to listen to you anymore. And you're, and then your show is shit. Uh, you're a fucking shell. CIA shell. You're controlled opposition. You sold out for money. You're fuck right? It, look, it, I'll say it to you now. If I wanted to sell out for money, I'd be a fucking toe-sucking, libtard, Portland, Oregon, fucking woolly hat cunt. Because that's where the fucking money is. If I wanted the Netflix show, you suck that fucking teeth and you you push that down. Chapo Trap House are making $140,000 a month on Patreon with that carry-on. Because yeah. that's where the fucking dollars are. There's no fucking money in being real. Right? So I'm trying to go like, okay, I want to make a show that's real. So then when somebody says something shit about the show, I feel it's about me. Or felt it was about me because... I am the show that shows me. I was trying to make that be a, a growing, evolving, changing media uh, item or media production that would grow as a person would grow. So when someone goes back and listens to the first episodes of They Became a Fan like this year in January and they're listening all day every day, by now they're only at about season four or five or whatever. And they're like, oh, I can feel it changing. I can feel it changing. And I, I find the newer listeners who have listened only in the last 18 months and gone through the whole back catalogue aren't as like, 
vitriolic when it comes to how I've changed how I do things and also how I've changed my opinions and how I structure ideas and how I develop stuff within the show and the conclusions that I come to, which I think I got a lot better at in the last eight years. They're like, yeah, man, I've seen how you grow and change. That's fucking really good, man. It's a really good show. But the people who were with me eight years ago potentially have gone off on this other fucking mind journey where they're like, man, you used to be cool and you changed. And I don't like who you've become. And also your show is shit. And I'm kind of like, how can you not take that personally? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it is, you put so much into it that nobody sees in the backside of these mm. sh- kind of shows. And um, you have a, a different kind of prep than I have uh, that you're doing. But then you're not just reading. You're not some NBC, you know, voiceover actor just yeah. reading off a script. You're actually like part of what goes into it is chemistry and hanging out and plus all the information, plus the editing, plus the thing. So it is kind of hard to separate the like your show's shit, but my shit, my show wasn't shit when I agreed with you. Yeah, and that's exactly it. <laughs> now, um, it's just like this real personal way of, um, I don't know, it's weird that somebody hangs out with you every day for as many hours as they hang out with you. And then they just have the uh, wherewithal to come to you and just be like, and your show's shit. Because you no longer agree with this one side or this slant on things, or you said this, or you're not looking into this baby truther. Um, and then, so this is the next thing that I'm talking about. So the, the the thing is, there's so many other extra things. Like you asked me about John McAfee, so like the QAnon stuff, the the McAfee stuff, the the hardcore pedogate Epstein stuff. Uh, I'm being I'm there's a, there's a caliber of conspiracy that's out now, and, and you've been on the Union of the Unwanted, so you know like what's expected of a conspiracy theorist nowadays or whatever. And if you're not talking about that stuff, you might as well fuck off in some people's eyes. Like, you're not... You're not, like, on par with what you should be on if you're talking about conspiracies. And I'm like, man, I'm talking about shit that, like... It's the shit that will give what you're talking about proper context. I don't want to talk about that stuff right now because... You don't know anything yet? Yeah. Yeah, it's not finished. I don't know what to say about it. And I can jump on and say, you know, an informed opinion about what it may or may not be. But, like, what's the point of that? And have it as, like, the podcast. Like, that's not, I'm not a news guy. That's not the way to do it. But I think that people who fully believe and had a faith-based belief, like there was a second coming and QAnon was some kind of weird digital Jesus who was going to save us all, and Trump was the embodiment of that. And when that didn't happen... And it came to the 20th of January, 2021, and he was out of office, and it was kind of like this collective dismay. Like, we were all told, like, the second come, we, it was, it was, it was like, we were like the Mayans waiting for the fucking yeah. apocalypse. Yeah. And then it was like, three, two, one, one. Like, it didn't, it didn't, the fucking thunder didn't clap and the heavens didn't open and we were like, oh shit, man. The quick and the okay. dead, like the church never blew up. We were all exactly. just waiting for the clock tower. And and then, and then people were like, okay, check the numbers again, check the numbers again. Okay, it's in three months. It's in three months. It's down the line. It's down the line. It's down the line. So a lot of people like me who, who I guess emotionally invest in the information. I'm doing it for a different reasons because I have a show and I want to be able to understand it. I have to pour everything into myself and like let it all jiggle around and then whatever comes out is 
you know, a, a distilled version of that information with a sprinkling of pop culture references and a couple of bad impressions and a dick joke here or there to help the medicine go down, you know. But there's a lot of people that have put their emotions into this and went studying and don't have an outlet for it. They don't have a podcast. They don't have a YouTube channel. They're just, they're studying, studying, studying. They want to talk about it with other people. And there's a lot of other people that are not as informed as they would be. And they end up getting like super frustrated. And then when it doesn't happen, the thing that they've promised, like this weird apocalypse, like biblical prophecy thing didn't happen. They're like, oh, okay, push it down the line, push it down the line. I think that's a mad psyop. Like that's a mad... Like, I wouldn't be surprised if QAnon was made by the the Democratic government or some kind of some kind of some kind of counter propaganda machine to keep right wing Trump supporting Christian believing voters busy off watching mad YouTube channels, getting so deep into it and then like coming out and protesting and doing the January 6th. And then talking about it online, talking about it online, and then everybody who talks about it then gets reclassified now as a terrorist. Mm. So it's almost like a honeypot of people who don't trust the government to all jump in, and then they fucking slam the lid on everybody. And they're playing with their emotions. They're playing with very easily manipulatable psychological triggers that they're implanting and then pressing on. Like this is the culmination of all of these MK ultras and mind control and mass, mass mind control and um, uh, uh, coercion and all of these kind of things that these tools of mass control that have been tested and openly, you know, the documents are there, like openly um, demonstrated in real life under real circumstances. They're now in play with the general public, and I feel that we're all being manipulated emotionally we're being abused psychologically and a lot of people can't see it or won't mm. see it don't want to see it and the people who are in that place like right now i'm going through some stuff where i'm trying to figure out my head i'm trying to figure out when that goes in a piece of information or that thing that someone says goes in and it makes me feel this way i'm trying to catch on to that and go why why is that a lot of people don't do that don't want to do mm -hmm. that it's very hard it's really difficult if you're not used to it, right? So they just let it happen. And then you get shit like, you know, trolls on the internet or January 6th or you get BLM fucking smashing Wisconsin up because it's all emotion, emotion, emotion. They're, they're the easiest and quickest things to manipulate. Um, I, I'm curious what January 6th, what the um, illusion of that is. <laughs> sure, they're, they're trying to... They're trying to say that January 6th is a new 9-11. Oh, I know what the media is saying. Even the way they're still talking about it is so ridiculous. I just... Bananas. Um, it's so... But being there the that day... Burger. There was over a million people there that day on the real day. Yeah. Like, really watching Trump speak. Um, Trump went on late that day. I do think uh, there was a lot of maybe anons, maybe just MAGA people, Trump supporters, maybe just people that were there to watch a president speak, you know. There was a lot of people that I think that powder keg that everyone saw on TV over and over again with the, like, guy in the horns and the, like, the, like, white trash, very KKK-looking militia-type people that show over and over again, that was not the crowd of people that were there. 
it was that happened no. probably I think an hour or within the hour that we were all walking from Trump finishing speaking to there. I think he went on late purposefully and then he said to everyone, "Follow my limo down. You'll see me right over, you know, he got he went from the speaking stage to the limo. Follow me down." So we were all kind of lackadaisically dilly-dallying and uh we saw a ruckus happening with like smoke. It looked like a playhouse and something in me was like, keep walking. It's so fake. Every time I got to the next level of it, it was like fear took over me. Like, Oh my God, your life's on the line. Get out of here. What are you doing? This is all like what's happening. And then as I got up close to it, I was just like, none of this seems real. So I'd take another step. And then somebody, I just stupidly bought like a scarf and a hat. That was like an off color. It was $8 for a scarf and a hat. It was freezing cold that day. Now looking at it, it's like, oops, accidental Antifa. (laughs) But I put this on and some guy just opened a door for me. So when you see people hanging off the scaffolding and all that stuff, None of that had to happen. There were stairs. They led it up to look like the playhouse it was. There was doorways and stairwells all to make it this monkey scene of us hanging off of things. Um, And then they set a curfew at like five o'clock for six o'clock. So all the Ubers, all the city buses, all the everything shut down. And now we're just a bunch of quote unquote patriots trapped in the middle of D.C., which is a very urban, very liberal, very democratic place. And they are telling everyone, well, the KKK is leaving the Capitol now and doesn't have a ride. Fuck, <laughs> so man. We, I had to walk from the Capitol to Maryland uh, to my hotel from D.C. to Maryland. <laughs> and uh, how, how far was that? How many miles? It, it took like three miles. hours or four hours. Yeah. It was a night. It That part was scarier than being on the ap- actual Capitol steps thinking I'm going to get raped and mugged and tossed into a ditch and no one's ever going to find me again. This is just uh, and this part is a bigger nightmare. But what they showed on TV is still not at all the day. And so it's so crazy. Whatever they anticipated happening that day didn't go off. Yeah whatever it's like for them to still talk about it and nothing happened. Um, they really anticipated, I think they were trying to take all the QA non kids talking about the storm is coming. The storm is coming. The storm is coming and link it into that saying they were talking about the storm because they were all going to come for us. And anyone that used that hashtag, the storm, the storm is here, the storm's coming or whatever with the storm, they were all going to say, look at, she pre-planned storming the Capitol. Look at her posts leading up until then. Yeah, it's all white squall shit. <laughs> but, but that's really, what it is. Yeah. You're, but but then you're saying that you want to have an app to protect uh, potentially your kids or your your sister's kids from material, right? So like, this is what I wanted to say earlier on, and when you said that, is like people will trade their freedom for security, mm-hmm. and then all of these fake enemies and fake situations that may hurt you like a bunch of insurance salesmen these guys are like well you don't know when a volcano is going to go off it's going to go off there's no volcanoes in the area yet but you never know Mm. you know you never know volcano insurance is very expensive like they didn't know that that shit was going to happen 
the way it happened. But there was loads of agent provocateurs. There was loads of lads. FBI agents had infiltrated, got dressed up and infiltrated that whole procession. Oh, they were everywhere. I have so many videos and pictures of them everywhere following me. Like, I could just turn around fast and there'd be like a dude like, whoop. (laughs) But but, but you're not allowed to talk about, just like you're not allowed to talk about the sexualization of children because it's wrapped up in people's free expression, which has become like a cultural touchstone now that you have to let, you have to let people express their sexuality in whatever way they want. It's like, yeah, but not kids though. Well, kids are the most important. Like, and we're, you know, we get them transitioned as early as possible. I don't know, man. No, that's the way it is now. And you can't, and if you want to judge, then you're going to end up being a bigot and a homophobe. And you're like, fuck, how did this get this far? Yeah. The same then with judging the January sixth thing. Like you're you're up to a certain point where it's being uh, aligned with the likes of nine eleven as a domestic terror mm-hmm. event. They want to put checks like at a at an operating system level on everybody's phones. So like Apple are talking about putting these things on people's phones. Uh, Google sure already knows every fucking thing that, that you're on, and when you're on an Android phone, so like. What's the next thing where you allow the government to have full dominion over the internet and it no longer becomes like a, a, a person's tool, it becomes a, a, a government service where you can't do everything that you used to be able to do or want to do and if you fuck up and do something like that's antisocial or, I don't know, you don't have enough fucking sesame points in your social credit score system that you don't get on to you don't get onto the internet anymore. Don't you think the internet has become bigger than countries? Like, isn't Google bigger than any of our countries? With the power that they have. Yeah. I mean, like Amazon's probably the most powerful country on the planet right now. Don't you think? I wouldn't think like culturally, informationally, no financially, maybe or whatever. But like, I think Google has an awful lot. Alphabet has an awful lot more sway over because it has recommendations for stuff. Like, you know, Amazon's not going to make a a political revolution by selling you four different types of fucking face wash or whatever. But they could but push Google can, like squatty potties, which are a very big Chinese tool that they would want Americans to get very comfortable squatting over a hole. And they can push like buy all the Amazon trucks that we have more Amazon trucks now than we have post office trucks and i really believe last year jeff bezos made his play to try to take over our post office because that was going to be the perfect thing for them them to hand out all those ballots and control our elections from there i also think that was the was the postmaster general at one point yeah which was a big huge chess play to make happen for Amazon to not just take over, which if you think the way our postal service even crashes because Amazon would send something the size of a pin and the size of a box of a Monopoly board, and it's like then they would send it to the post office for free, not pay anything. And then, you know, we're expecting for a quarter a letter to keep all their big boxes and prices uh, and they were filling the, you know, entire post office trucks with all Amazon boxes that were just enormous, just waiting for it to collapse. So, um, so that Amazon could take over the postal service. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, this is the yeah. side I would say that the right's silly and sleepy too. Um, the Democrats all fuck the police, fuck the police, pr- police brutality, police brutality. 
And then the Republican side, which is really dumb to me, the blue lives matter and the blue lives. And so they're like owning this police love why the Democrats owning this police hate. But really what we're going to keep showing is brutality, brutality, brutality. So we all agree we need police, but it needs to be privatized. Right. Yeah. That was like the big, huge next play of all this George Floyd thing was a privatized police department. And those are two big pieces that I haven't seen push forward in this chess game that's happening right now that I'm like, there's still hope for me. This Maricopa County thing is everything. It's everything. Like I still have like a red pill, like smoothie that I have every morning. <laughs> crushed up. <laughs> that, uh, it's like that little light of hope. Like as long as I was the last man on the planet that kept my mask off and I was blessed enough to be in this County, in this state, in this country, like, on the way out, it kept the light alive. Like, whatever that meant in my fucking worst day, like, nope, I'm going to go to the grocery store and I'm going to fucking not wear it and I'm just going to be, like, all the energy that I always are always felt of, like, you fucking die. I just owned it, but I felt good about it because it was just my face. And for the first time ever, they were all hating me and it wasn't because I was gay and it wasn't because I was tattooed and it wasn't because of anything. It wasn't, oh my gosh, it wasn't even the color of my skin. They were just collectively scared of me. This was a different energy to stroll through with every day. But I did feel like somewhere in my like Fibonacci brain of um, I do have some piece of source energy. I don't think we just turn into worm food. And, oh, yeah. Um, There's so, a spark in you. Yeah, there's something that I feel like flipped in the other direction of whatever weight I felt like I was holding. I don't feel like I'm holding it anymore. Like, I think a lot of people are woke up to the fuckery. Like, how can you ever vote again in any election? Maybe you shouldn't be, but you had to see there was fuckery in elections. So even my spiritual friends that hate Donald Trump, he was here to bring a great awakening, even if it was just being a magnifying glass on everybody thinks he destroyed the Democratic Party, but he destroyed the Republican Party first. We got to see the likes of Mitt Romney and the Bushes stand up and sit with Ellen. We got to see the Hollywood of it all mixed together. We got to see, look at where uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is now. You know, even um, I like to call him Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger N-word so I don't offend anyone. <laughs> <laughs> You've canceled me. <laughs> I, I can't believe it. So um, I think it's interesting how like the Mar uh, even the uh, Mar-a-Lago is the Southern White House. I don't know if you've ever, <laughs> I think yeah, yeah, all that stuff is, are you kidding me? And the Simpson predictions, I do believe he was supposed to get assassinated on the escalator. And I think that's why he keeps bringing it up to almost shove in their face every time. Like that was where I was supposed to play ball with you guys. Like that was the moment, like Kobe Bryant's rape case or Snoop Dogg uh, getting off murder was the case that they gave me. Like whatever the shit is that you have to play with the Illuminati and that's the moment that they own you or they show you how powerful they are. I feel like he, that was, it was written in, stone the simpsons mm. is as good as it gets as far as you know rasputin <laughs> do you think do you think trump or baron might be uh the time travel the time travel 
conspiracy that's around the Trumps? Uh, I am still. It's, it's, not, it's, it's like a real tasty one. I, feel. I love it's time nice travel thing. and CERN and all that bullshit. I love that even how they're comparing that uh, John McAfee looks like uh, Ingersoll Lockwood. And uh, I love all of it. But I'm still not a person that ever got down with the JFK Jr., but I don't know if it's yeah. just I have such cement shoes by how long I looked up that murder that I'm like, no, he's dead. <laughs> so I don't it's like I that is something that 2020 definitely gave me the freedom to change my mind and not have any um, like be locked into spiritual or conspiracy or even good guy, bad guy, white hat, black hat. I don't even I believe in witches now. <laughs> that's something I'm really trying to get away from that cultural Marxist conversation that binary opposition but it does seem to be still very very strong I, I'm always trying to look for what's coming next and I kind of always have been like all through my life I was always like what's the next thing like I was one of the first dudes to have like a mini disc player you know I was like I could feel this is going to be huge and it was huge for a while it didn't stay but like of the time this kind of thing Um, I wanted to know about like what do you think is coming next? Because you're really a lot deeper into like mad shit, like the <laughs> mad stuff. I'm I'm still looking back at like contemporary accepted history, like the most mad shit that I've done in the last while is look into like the pyramids and go like what like of an of a show on the 29th of August I'm recording about the pyramids, which is going to be amazing, but it's not like true conspiracy conspiracy. Like what people are like, oh man, you're just fucking doing true crimes and like weird history shows like where's all the conspiracy theories i'm like everything's a conspiracy everything but also i understand what you're saying uh with an episode coming up on waco pretty soon and watching like joe biden and adam schiff and these cunts like you know grilling people the survivors of waco and we're like so look at what are you saying people <laughs> the fbi set you on fire and then started shooting at you why would they do that like, why would they not just let you burn? Like, weird fucking weird shit. Like, where do you think is the next steps for all of this? What's what's going on? I don't even want to talk about the virus because it's a fucking pain in the hole. This is I know, you're so water. right, it's though, with the pissing. Waco. and Because those were even things to set up to us to make it for if I wanted to ever go off grid and do something or a yes. fellowship or some kind of uh, cult. <laughs> which is like that's what that's the word we just give anything now where it's like you want to live in community yeah. communism community um it's that was one of those almost like the unabomber like the loner in the middle of the woods they almost put these you. tropes over it yeah, to make it you. super scary um but yeah i don't i think where everyone's going to go next is heavy um, I think there's going to be that resurgence of cults again, like you were saying, like the Doomsday Cult earlier, the Hale Bob Cult, or the. I think that's the next. I think QAnon of it all, and everybody being out of churches, and everybody finding different spirituality and chakras and meditations and things. And I just believe, kind of, not in just a white hat, black hat, but very easy to talk to. I think demons hide in things, fucking horror movies, alcohol, like low vibrational things. And I think that the world that we're in all trapped in these boxes, um, everybody's looking for a cult leader. And uh, it's very, if you aren't looking for a cult leader, turn around and look behind you because you have a cult. 
<laughs> oh shit i'm not looking for a cult leader so what's going on there i know so i just try to break i don't want anyone to follow me because of an idea i have today i don't want anyone to listen to me because they think i'm like some arbiter of truth and i'm attached to source energy more than them and i feel like so many people out there i i know how good the power and adoration i'm sure you know you know how good it feels or how easily it would yeah but that's what i was talking about earlier on it gets good to you and then you end up going like well what do i say to get more of it because if you want to say what's actually true you're going you may lose some of it and that's so where that, i am just like no most people call it money yeah you know it's it's usually measured in money or in wealth or in um status i like the more money you get the more status you have or the more status you get the more potential you have for earning money but like that's not what motivates me. What motivates me is wanting to tell the stories that I want to tell. Like if I want to fucking, nobody wants to see me doing that fucking, tucking my dick under my legs and, and being like, you want to see more? Like nobody wants to see that. <laughs> Don't that, you think I'm sexy? Yeah, yeah. Nobody, <laughs> nobody wants that fucking video, right? Uh, and no amount of money will make me do it. Do you know? And I've said no to offers that I've had in the last like two, three years. Then I'm like, no, it's not worth, that's not worth w w what I want to do. I don't want to do that. I want to do what I want to do. want to get loaded. want to get what I want to do. I want to do. Screwed, mood uh, and tattooed. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like, you're saying that uh, it gets good to you. And a lot of people, for the most part, I think they've taken the value of money out and replaced it with like clout and clout is almost as rewarding for a lot of people because it's they currency, have like a job job. Digital currency. It's a currency and they're out there getting like four and a half million views on a TikTok video. And they're like, yeah, that's enough. But how do you monetize that? How do you quit your job and get to do that? Do you, you know, so there's advertising, there's all this kind of stuff. There's, there's gamification, modification and all this stuff all these systems all these apps but like i think for a lot of people like just getting four and a half million likes is nearly enough for some people do you know what i mean mm -hmm. like they'd nearly be like oh that's a justification for all the time they spent practicing using this camera and practicing the dancing and trying to be funny and blah 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 and all oh yeah that'll do like that's a fucking that's something i can that's rub it. off myself for years to come uh most people do it for those type of motivations. Now, I think nowadays, more than ever, it's very hard to find someone who's doing it for, like, the right reason. And if you're doing it for the right reason, you'll continue to do it for the right reason, I feel. And that will always lead you to success anyway. It may yeah. take a longer time and usually does. But, like, you can skip the queue by doing it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. But it ends up you might cash out a lot sooner or you might not make it and then you end up with a load of wrong way shit around you. But like doing it the right way it tends to be Skip the QA non? Is that what you were saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like you like the the cult stuff you're saying, like people want that following. Like people people like you ask kids and they're like, What you want to want to be when you grow up? Like famous. I want to be famous. Famous doing what? I don't care. What the fuck? Why would you want everybody to know who you are? Why do you want everyone to know who you are? If it's not for something that you're doing. Do you know? It's weird, yeah, something it? good that you're doing. Yeah, but they just want to be famous. They just want to be known. 
And I feel that's translated as they want to be recognized. They want to be um, acknowledged. What do you want to be? Acknowledged. What do you want to be when you grow up? Appreciated. What do you want to be when you grow up? Acknowledged. Respected. I just want my parents to take this iPad out of my hand and give me a hug. What do you want to be when you grow up? Loved. Do you know? I want to be loved, be it by strangers. I, I don't care. I just want to be loved. And if it's a tiny bit of love from four and a half million people from doing a dance in a loose top where my titties are flapping around, let that be the case. Rather than like a lo- enough love from like maybe one or two people, I'll take like a sliver from 4.5 million. Do you know? Yeah, it is what, kind what, of what crazy, like diluted, diluted currency. Yeah. But then, then if they the can get me to appreciate off. it more than the real love of the people really around you or the people really in your life and the real currency exchange of people who actually care about you, if they can get me to appreciate this more than that, then they've really won. Well, look, at that's the same as jerking off a million. Like if yeah. you're jerking off loads, you're getting whatever your body needs to get for that sexual release. So you're not out like hunting for poon. Which means you end up being some kind of weird incel and then shooting up a fucking shopping mall or whatever. Like it ends up, it ends up being um, the necessity or the need, the need goes away. That's what NoFap is all about. That yeah. Like we want, we have to get the need back to be able to want to interact with people, to want to do stuff, to want to be motivated internally. Instead, of, that's why people are like, "Oh, that guy's such a jerk off." It's like he jerks stuff off. It means like he he doesn't give a fuck because like. There's no motivation to do anything. Why sure why would why why would you learn how to play the guitar to sing a bunch of songs, to be on a band, to like impress some girls to have somebody fucking touch your wiener? Like that's what a lot of dudes are learning to play the guitar for, do you know? Yeah. Probably um, most. Most. And then the, <laughs> the and then the bare few that are just like, I just love the music, man. And then they write the most amazing music. And you're like, and, then, and they're homosexual. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they're no. they're the ones they're the ones who get that stuff anyway, and then they get a career and they get a you know a legacy and they get this whole thing, while the other guy is sitting in a an office job with memories of like six or seven blowjobs he got when he was like in his late teens, playing gigs around the city that he still lives in. Do you know what I mean? This kind of stuff, it's um, it's a real long game. I was just thinking, it's an energetic long game. Yeah, fucking long game, bro. And like, I'm I'm in it since 1999. I'm really in it probably since I'm a very, very young kid, like 10 maybe, going aliens are real. And now I'm kind of, as a grown-ass man, thinking, Jesus, aliens are probably not real at all. A come full circle. That's me you know? too. I'm like, I'm more when I hear Alex Jones with shit wasted and he's like, interdimensional space demons are eating your kids. I'm like, okay, somebody's saying some truth finally. <laughs> That's yeah, I, where I'm, I'm just like, I'm I have fe- no I'm idea what's that. going on. Yeah, I'm feeling that. It's just like, it's just such a long, like you said, energetic game where it's a, it's a, a relentless, oppressive, deluge of negative energy and information where they're trying to tell you you live in a world that you don't live in or trying to describe into your ears something different than what you're seeing with your eyes or showing you with your eyes something different than what you feel in your heart 
and it's very hard for a human to kind of parse those. It, it takes a really strong, strong-willed person to fight back against that relentless onslaught. So, like, when you have somebody that starts to push back and starts to wake other people up and give other people around a, a shove and a nudge, in school they used to call those lads, like, talkative, interruption, class clowns. Because they're basically going, you know what, man? This is all bullshit. We're all fucking young, vital humans sitting in a room in an industrial revolution-aged education system, all pointing the same way so we don't distract each other by making eye contact, listening to some cunt say the same exact thing at the same point in the year, in the same day, at the same month that she did the year before for a whole room of other flesh bags were all pointed the same way. And this is a fucking infinite factory rotary belt of fresh meat coming in and getting the same ideas put in them and whatever results come out the other side they'll just grade you with a point amount and that point amount allows you to get a good job or a bad job that's if you finish the fucking thing at all and i'm here going (laughs) making armpit farts (laughs) because it's like this is fucking bullshit and then i get put out of class because i'm disrupting the system of that control and then later on I go out and you start poking people and telling people and then you're told stop saying that shit you're not allowed to say that and it comes to a point now where it's become so prolific and there's so many people making armpit farts on the internet on tv news on in podcasts there's so many people making arm metaphorical arm farts that they've had to outlaw arm farting <laughs> if you fart with your armpits now you're a terrorist and eventually, what we're going to hear is coming over the horizon. You know that hill that comes up just just when you're going into DC, just that big road, a tree line road. It's coming over the hill. We're just going to be hearing a chorus of. <laughs> and it's all the way in, just thousands of people just arm farting their way all the way up to the White House. Because it's not going to fucking go away. This thing is not, you're not going to make it disappear. And it's more alive and more awake and more involved now than ever because the internet is a gift. They're trying to control it. The media is dead for years and they controlled it for years and it's still creeping in in ways because they're losing what the only value that they had, which is they, they were the only fucking, they were the only player in the game for they so long. They were the long. only armpit farters around. Exactly. <laughs> they, they were the only ones that had armpits for so long. <laughs> And now everybody else is like, oh my God, I have armpits. Ah, and I have arms. And and it turns out that like the thing that the mainstream media had was the monopoly over people's eyeballs and earballs. And then when the internet came along, they kind of lost that monopoly. And now people, more people are watching like YouTube channels than they are fucking mainstream national news shows. So what the fuck do the national news shows do? Ask the YouTube lads onto their show. So it's this kind of weird cannibalistic, like we're saying that these people are the worst people ever, but yet we need them to come onto our show to talk about their thing because that's what people find interesting and popular, which then proliferates the likes of Alex Jones and the David Ikes and all of these guys who have smashed records. So many people are out protesting. They never thought they'd see this fucking pushback to something that they thought was a fucking slam dunk. Like you said yourself, 
they thought that the plan would go a totally different way and there's like a little point and a little and a little all these little interruptions along the way that I think are being fueled by the people who are I don't want to say the resistance because that sounds very fucking cliche at this honest. point yeah. but like there's a there's a there's definitely like a cohort of people who are like no man I'm not going to just lie down and let this happen and the least I could do is just think differently and the next step to thinking is speaking. So at least I'm going to speak differently. And the next thing to speaking is acting. And then the next thing is like, I'm going to act differently a little bit. I'm not going to be, you know, running up with a musket and like trying to shoot Joe Biden or something like that. But like, there's things that people can do, you know, support creators that you like the sound of and share, share like interest and in things like be actively sharing this information and i'm saying that to your listeners and mine like share this information talk about it with your friends don't be afraid to have these conversations people are fucking sitting at home going like oh, i'm not vaccinated like, like I, I can't go to this dinner party all the other people at this are vaccinated and i can't if somebody asked me like does did you get the vaccination i'd have to just lie and say yes because i'm too embarrassed to say no like that what the fuck is that what world are we in <clears throat> how is that allowed to be a thing that's like saying, like, who did you vote for? None of your business. And that's acceptable to tell someone to fuck off when they ask who you voted for. It's very much so in Ireland. That means no Trump tells... now. If you said none of your but business, that thing. means Trump now. That, that's the thing. So <laughs> there's, the, there's these nonverbal communications that people are, would presume. Um, so if you're saying, oh, did you get vaccinated? Yeah. Oh, which one did you get? Uh, Pfizer? Like, you're, people are lying because they don't want to have that uncomfortable conversation. I'm saying... And Cheney, you know more than anybody. We are in the fucking age of the uncomfortable conversation. It's now or never. It is it's, right it's now, now or, or never. never. Yeah. So with that in mind, where where are we going now into the future? We're talking about mandatory vaccinations. We're talking about um, <laughs> the resurgence of the Taliban. We're talking about... Do you think America uh, is complacent and lazy because of our guns? Do you think I we think, all beg a bitch to knock on our door in a way? I like the people that, with the guns are probably the same people that are anti-mask and vax. I imagine it's the same people. Yes. So they don't even have to go protest because they're like, I wish a bitch would. Yeah. And I think it's, it's maintaining a status quo that they'll never actually be fully controlled. But like the likes of France and Germany, England, Australia, look at Australia, man. How quick that happened just since, since I've known you over overnight. Australia New Zealand, same. New Zealand. Well, New Zealand is not even as bad as Australia. Australia is literally like, get back in your houses, flying helicopters over, going, get back inside, like armed armed police and, and military personnel with like automatic weapons, ushering people in off the street for 19 cases, you know. I mean, fair play, they got zero down and people were able to go to concerts and do all this stuff, but like, there's vaccines and stuff out now. Shouldn't that be playing by the rules? I don't know. I don't understand the rules. The rules are changing all the time. And it feels like we're being really... gaslit. It feels like we're uh, having a narcissistic relationship with our governments. A hundred percent. We're being abused. Emotionally, psychologically abused. And it works, man. That course of control works. And you give something to someone and take it away. You uh, tell them what they're thinking and feeling is not actually what they're thinking and feeling. You lie about stuff that you've already said. And then when somebody shows you the evidence, you're like, ah, 
No, I didn't. Like, the internet never forgets. And there's so many fucking, um, there's so many items out there that will prove people wrong in what they say. Like, there was, uh, the, the the thing about Afghanistan, Joe, Joe Biden was going like, oh yeah, we're not going to have another uh, Saigon. This is not a Saigon incident. We're not... You know, and then the next thing, the two pictures beside each other of like same a helicopter, helicopter taken off from the fucking embassies of both of the. So like, I think the only way to combat that stuff is to play by their rules. And I see a lot of people getting caught, like the the uh, national health minister in the UK, Matt Hancock, got uh, fired because he was having an, an extramarital affair with somebody he was working with, and he broke like. Uh, this social distancing protocol to fucking finger her on camera on a security camera in their offices and they caught it all on camera and it was leaked to the press and all and he was like shifting her like a 15 year old at a fucking high school he dance was like, or whatever smells his fingers yeah yeah it was just like <laughs> minister for health baby like that smells healthy like it was just like it was fucking odd man that that happened but it was he was hung by his own petard like he set all these rules and then had a, like Obama's, Obama's, uh, Martha's Vineyard party, I think 70 something people have been infected for close contacts from that because we're all there with no masks on. And I think it was fucking Erica Badu shared the video online and got everybody caught. I almost think on. I have always been a huge, such a huge fan of Erica. My bias <laughs> is like she did that shit on purpose. I would imagine that. And it's not I think only because she released the video was them having to come out after and say, and people got sick there too. Yeah. Like they but had to like, like clean up. I people got sick. They're like, what fourteen or what uh, seventy of you is going to lock yourself away from the camera for two weeks? Till, till we till we get over this uh, press. Path. But that's it, like it is, it's all just press now. And if they played by that game, there's ways to win. There's ways for people like us to win against people like them. But you have to play their game, you have to play by their rules, which I'm absolutely abhorrent to. But then it's like how much do you want to win? I don't see it as a win lose. And that's another thing that I had to get over that I was saw everything in life mm-hmm. as a win lose. And as Zero long as we can game. keep having these conversations, I feel like uh conversation is a dying art as dying as cursive as dying as uh, learning how to drive a stick shift i feel like people being able to put their words in their brain and have them come out of their mouth is and maybe even have a little bit of their heart add some feelings to it before it comes out of their mouth i think is just um slipping away and um that's why i want to do this show a lot of people don't get the practice though jenny no no one's asking anymore it's all in. It's all input. It's all input, and there's no practice of output. It's. So I'd like, rather it, my picture of my day and putting it up of what my best moment of the day or contouring my moment to make you think it's such a good moment of the day. Now you're comparing your entire life to that one moment I just contoured of mine. Yeah. That. And I think we're being lazy. I see, you know, you and your family and all this, and I write cute kid instead of being part of your life. Instead of, uh, you know, making the phone call and seeing how you guys actually are. We're all taking these little lazy ways of um, feeling like we're apart without actually being apart. 
So it's even like, I dump water on my head. I just cured ALS. Oh, I put, I'm, you know, Boston strong. Look at, I care about the Boston Marathon bombing. Look at, I'm changing my picture to black. Black cube, Black Lives Matter, you guys. I'm a Saturnist. I just want you guys to know I'm a huge Saturn worshiper. (laughs) 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 Like, it's just like this way of like, how little can I do and let you guys still think I'm saving the world? Oh, look at, I can put a mask on. See, look at you guys. I'm going to save your grandma. Oh, I can get a vaccine it's like the least amount i can oh you guys i can trade bitcoin it's like playing football but now it's like i don't play football i don't know what a team is so i'm on the team of dodgecoin and let's talk about it at the water cooler about how my team's better than your team it's like all a new uh, like currency yeah, divide very, it is yeah to, to create the, the the illusion of competition yeah, it's like the Larry Gators of it all, like cryptocurrency, dead energy. That's all I hear, dead energy. <laughs> Bishop Larry, is that it? Yeah, that's, that was Got my him, Bishop Larry. Larry. I'm like, I just see all the words of spells now. I'm like, hey, brother G. <laughs> yeah, I've never gotten yes. to be called Sister Cheney yet, but oh, it's coming. Fuck, man. <laughs> Bishop Larry is a, is a riot. So like, so like, where do you think with all the knowledge that you have and all the stuff, you know, like, where's it going? Where are we going with this? Where, where's it going? I am still, I feel like everybody has to stand up everywhere. No one can sit around for, uh, Jesus, Trump, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Q, anything. Don't sit around and wait for anything. I think in your town, whatever it is, fuckery's afoot. Um, if the government wants to stick a vaccine in your arm and not a vegetable in your body or give free gym membership, why aren't they sending everyone Pelotons? But, you know, so there's like certain things that I'm like, when the media, all of it, and Hollywood, all of it, and all the churches, all of it, and all the governments, all of them, all want me to do one thing, I'm definitely not doing it. <laughs> like, I'm going to be sitting what? in the back of the class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm fighting the shit out of that because yeah. I I don't I don't I, I, I really it jade it jades me like I'm jaded from listening. How do you say that? Is it it jades me? No, it can't be right. I'm jaded from listening to like. I'd be like, don't fucking... walk away, boy. Don't walk away. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking unlocked memory. Shit. That's if you're. Uh, so so. Uh, yeah, I'm jaded from like from like talking about I don't know, man, AstraZeneca and clotting and spike proteins and fucking aluminium in your pineal gland and fetal material in your vaccines and looking at videos of fake needles and fucking hearing about like people busting out and all sorts of psoriasis and helioblastomas and fucking myocarditis and cardiomyelitis and vein swelling and all sorts of fucking mad shit like all these side effects and people 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 having their having their periods reactivated after menopause and shedding and uh, fucking mrna and all of these things like i i I can read them i'm a smart dude i can Mm -hmm. read them i can understand them I know what all of those things mean in context, individually and in context with the vaccine. I know about all of that stuff, but I'm also very aware that I am not a doctor and that I am not somebody who knows anything about medicine bar, you know, putting fucking hemorrhoid cream on 
uh, my butthole or whatever. Very rarely would I delve deep enough into the medical sides of vaccine science or, you know, looking into stuff outside of researching for a show. But like you said, I, I'm not ta- I'm not taking a vaccine for now. Because everything that I've ever thought negatively about how the system works, about how governments are fucking bullshit, about how powers that are outside of our understanding or at least outside of our knowledge at the moment want everybody to comply with the situation and they're using terms like uh, uh, religious zealotry like religious zealots would they're using these terms that are dividing people into vaccinated and unvaccinated they're making do you know um, they're making an enemy of brothers and sisters of fathers and sons they're they're driving wedges between people creating like social unrest and uh, this binary dichotomy of belief structures that are based around like a religious science or non-science a a deity of Anthony Fauci versus uh, like the kookery of the devil worshipping unvaccinated pagan know nothings like it's a very fucking weird political slash theocratical slash scientific paradigm that we're living in where people are like i don't want to take the vaccine why and if if you don't give me a very detailed good medical reason i'm gonna call you a shitbag and say you can fuck off and, and i hope you die which is now the acceptable response to somebody who's not taking the vaccine i hope you die and you're Last year, you're not allowed to say, I hope you die on Twitter because it's a threat of violence and you get kicked off. Unless you, it was Donald Trump. You could hold his head up. Unless it was Donald Trump. (laughs) And now now you can say people are like, I'm not taking vaccines. Well, I hope you die. And then you get reported on Twitter like, ah, I mean, they're right. Did you call them by the right pronoun? Then you're fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So like, so like, amen. It just seems to me that everything that we've put together conspiracy wise over our whole lives i know you were you're you're just after going super cyan in the last like three years or four no years, i've been like, like totally hardcore i'm an old school alex jones person i yeah, but um, no what i mean is like you've gone super cyan in like the very very deep like oh yeah you've taken it on like a fucking yeah second yeah. skin yeah in the last yes, four yeah, years yeah but and so have i only since i started the show maybe eight years ago and i was like Reasonably casual. It was a thing of people that asked, like, you smoking a joint, go, hey man, did you ever hear about fucking this thing? Like, that's the way I was. And, like, I've gone so deep into it. We can provide salient points about the medical background to, to vaccinations and why. But again, we can't legitimately balance that away with a doctor <laughs> and even if it's like some bumpkin who listens to a doctor and repeats what they say they'll still always like win morally over our self-researched information because we've used the internet while they've had a, a medical degree and been practicing for however long and then they told this fucking you know internet person some shit and then they're repeating that and going how can you argue with a doctor and i'm going you know what I can't, and I'm not going to, because I'll always lose, and it's a fucking unwinnable argument. It's very hard 
was it read today? It's very hard to win an argument against a smart person, but it's impossible to win an argument against a stupid person. That is, right? yeah, for real. And I've spent, as have you, my whole life dabbling in conspiracies and then going super cyan in the last while. And I found so, so, so many, like, really high-level, disgusting, inhumane uh, government, international and government-level uh, medical experiments that have fucked with people so badly. International stuff, in, like I said earlier on, we don't know fucking nothing about China on the whole. We don't know fucking nothing about India. We don't know on the whole, it's called Tataria on, on maps. People are more <laughs> looking up all of that than anything they are about these yeah. real yeah. places. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, look look at India's medical history and stuff. Like I said a little bit in one of the shows that they used to pay uh, a, a really small amount to really, really poor people to come in and get sterilized. And they'd take it because they'd spend a, a, few, uh, a few quid on some food. And they're like, ah, well, I wasn't planning on having kids or whatever anyway. And it's probably a good thing. And there's loads. Of, they just want to sterilize people. The Planned Parenthood used to be called the Negro Project. And they'd actively, like, uh, sterilize black women and men who were uh, women who come in to give birth. And then they'd go, okay. And they'd fucking tie up your tubes against your will. And they were fucking sterilizing special needs people and all. And, like, like fucking mad shit mad shit that if you told people now and you didn't even say one times, thing about the catholic church in all of that and all of that <laughs> exactly so like all of these systems that have been fucking corrupted to the core from inception created almost exclusively to control vast numbers of people for whatever in effect you don't even have to have the reasons why they want to control you they just know you want to be controlled so all these answers that people are asking like well why do they want to do that it doesn't matter why they're doing it they have a history it looks like what they're doing they're doing that shit. the cops if you have somebody who used to be in jail for doing crimes and then it looks like they're starting to pick, pick up the same people that were hanging out with same places that we're going, they're hanging around buying, I don't know, balaclavas on Amazon or whatever. The FBI is going to come over and start knocking on the door going, come here, are you, what, what's going on with you? Because we, what's, because you have priors and we know the crack and these are the telltale signs. We just want to nip it in the bud. What's the story? Why are you hanging out with Fingers McCluskey again when we told you? You know, like it's these kind of things that I look at and go, yeah, I'm okay for a while. I'll hang on. I like won't go on holidays or uh, go into a restaurant. I'm okay Same. to not go into a restaurant just to see how this thing plays out. Not because of any of the science stuff, which I can't argue with any legitimacy and any fucking, you know, veracity and any level of expertise, really, like when I, uh, compared to a doctor. You can, but it doesn't count. And I'm okay. But here's the stuff that I know. I spent my whole life looking at it. I spent more time on conspiracy theories than a practicing doctor who qualified yesterday did on medicine. Hundred, hundred, hundred percent true. Yeah, you're so right. So, I want to go in against the doctor. And doctor's like, you take these for medical reasons. And I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, but I'm not going to take these for conspiracy reasons. And you got eight years of medical reasons. I got twenty five years of personal conspiracy reasons, and I've got a hundred years of historical conspiracy reasons. Why this shit is not right? All the way back to the late twentieth uh, uh, century or the late nineteenth century. When they're creating this stuff, all the way back to fucking World War One, which is a pharmaceutical war, 
all the way through fucking World War Two and these mad fucking experiments, all the way through the fifties when the American government were experimenting on American citizens, all the way through the sixties when they were actively fucking attacking American citizens and then using other American citizens to attack international citizens to test out medical shit. And in the 70s, when all of those cases started popping up and they started fucking squashing them here and there and everywhere, chopping up companies in order to not get fucking sued. And then in the 80s, they started making more again and infecting people with it and going, oh, well, here's a whole new one, AIDS. And then in the fucking 90s, started making apologies for all the stuff they did in the 50s while in the middle of making a new one. I'm really sorry for uh, all those black people that got syphilis. Sorry. Like, that's Bill Clinton in 1996. Do you know what I mean? You can look up just in the last five years the amount of, like, H1N1 protests, swine flu protests, SARS protests, all these different vaccines of all these protests just in the last five years of people complaining about these vaccines, but we see the same people in play. It's like like the if we were going to talk about sex cult or Pizzagate, we'd be like, okay, Give me a celebrity. You name the celebrity. I'm like, can I find any pictures of them in a dress? Can I find any pictures of them yeah. with Marina Abramovich? Can I find yeah. any of the pictures of them in red shoes? We have these like little check marks we go through. I kind of feel like that for all of the quote unquote plagues. The more you look into any of them, you're like, they started all of these before they quote unquote cured them. And they were already way on the downward spike. But it was from things like washing our hands and taking our trash away from our house and sewage running and like it, these little things that they call modern medicine but it's like is washing your hands modern medicine because i always hear people argue about eastern western medicine too yeah. and i'm always tell i always ask people tell me the best thing western medicine has to offer and usually stuff they go into they're like well they can fix a broken bone i'm like well they could do that in egypt thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago you know like yeah, they, were, certain- they were doing they were doing uh oh, what's that called cesarean sections in in africa a thousand years ago and then and then sewing women back up with like banana peels and stuff like that remember remember i said that in episodes i can't yeah, remember what and episode that was they we have a higher infant uh, death mortality rate in America than any other modern country so well, i tell you yeah. america has this is one of the things. America, strangely enough, has a higher infant death mortality, uh, infant mortality rate than the next 10 countries combined. And That's a fucking crazy statistic. Well, and they, you know, we're having our kids in hospitals. They, like, get rid of any oxytocin, like, pitocin. They, like, mix it all up. So they break the chemical of mother-kid mm. attachment right from the beginning. And then our kids are coming out, and they're like, you know what your kid needs right out of the in utero? Um uh, hepatitis B shot, uh, vitamin K shot, uh, all the, it's like when you list off the amount of, um, shit they're injecting in your hour long baby. And then to boot, they want to clip that umbilical cord off as soon as they can. They sell that liquid somewhere else. And it's like, what is happening to this whole, like the more shit almost they can shoot in the mother and the baby, the hospital's just like making money, making money, making money, making money. They don't care if it's good. It's the same way if you have cancer. Um, let's just stick poison and radiation. Those are two cheap things for us to do. Uh, and 
and then that you get to a certain point that you're a number for the insurance company that they're like, let them die. It'll be easier to pay out the family than it will be to actually let them go through what would cure the cancer. But in reality, what would probably cure the cancer would be like eating well and drinking water. But we can't let everyone know that because then we won't have the cancer. Then we won't make the money. So it's like, um, I think the causes and the cure of everything, including the business of being born. And so America, we have to be scared now as women for nine full months because look at the atrocities that can happen. I need a doctor there. I need a doctor there when really it's the one thing we've been doing longer than anything's ever been done. We know how to do this thing, but they've convinced us that we don't without drugs and epidural, without, you know, just cut my belly open, just take it. My hips won't even, that'll take 20 hours. That's insane. Just take it right out of my belly. Like we're scared of all the natural processes of birth now. Um, when those are all the attachment things that like beauty, love attachment for a mother and her child, but they don't want you to have that. Cause then it's easier for me to get right back to work and let some other dildo raise my kid. And then, mm. you know, that's, it's all part and of then the, you were working to pay for that when you could yeah. just be at home and you only lose a little bit of the money you're paying. Well, even in the eighties, to... they convinced ladies that their breast milk wasn't as fucking nutritious as the formula they were selling. Yeah. That's criminal. And then look at all those companies that they go back now and you wonder like talcum powder and all these things. What, yeah. how much stuff are we putting on the kids? Like all their powders and things. What's that stuff they put in their eyeballs? They just, your kid comes out, they're like, <laughs> you know, just poking it and prodding it and wrapping it in a towel. Now it's illegal for a kid to even be in the hospital and not be held. Um, but there used to be a day like when we were born that they just put you in, over in a bed and you just cried your face off. And that was that for, you know, oh, days and, on and they end. put you in rows and then like other, other fathers would come up to the window and look in and go, which one is mine? I've seen it in movies. <laughs> cigars, past cigars. Yeah, around. yeah. There you go, fellas. <laughs> it's a boy. It's a lesbian. <laughs> They're like, oh, it's a, we're not going to pick the pronoun yet. So we're just <laughs> yeah, passing yeah. cigars. Yeah. All right. I'm not going to keep you here for a whole nother hour, but tell- I've, got, I've, I've got the second wind. I'm like, oh, and then, and then, <laughs> but, but, but there is a whole thing to, to, to just to put a, put a full stop in that, because like, I know a lot of people are, are listening from my side and going like, what's the story? Vaccinations, huh? And I'm getting asked, like, what's the story? I don't want to fuck with any medical stuff. I don't want to fuck with any medical misinformation. And I think, like I said earlier on, if we want to get that message, we have to play by the rules that are set out, the parameters that are set out in the system that we exist in. So we all get switched off and censored and put off for going, here, medical information, you're talking about spike proteins and giving false fucking medical advice to people therefore you're not allowed to share that you're gone bye bye I am going to be talking fairly exclusively about the histories of the companies that are giving out the vaccines and going do you trust that company who's done factually truthfully historically this 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 and this the same company that's giving you a vaccine are the people that in in Congress with the American military created the chemicals that from Project Rainbow that they dropped on uh, the people in Vietnam that left them disfigured for generations because it polluted the water table, burnt the skin off their backs and, and killed and maimed and disfigured 
tens of thousands of Vietnamese civilians, like same company is giving you a vaccine. Like I don't know what I would I tr- would I trust that company? If you if you you know what I mean? People people will go to KFC and they get like a Kentucky Fried Mouse. I was like, I'm never eating a KFC again, and that's cool. But like, if everybody else is eating a KFC, and then the only place to eat is KFC, and then when you go to get something to eat, if you don't want to have chicken, they're all like, you're a terrorist. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of where we're at now. So I need to I need to like you need to lock this down is what's so things. brilliant about your show though is that you do you're like yeah I could argue about this vaccine that even the doctors don't seem to know about and I could just be one of a million fucking people without a PhD behind my name arguing about this thing or I can actually go into what we can all find if you do a little legwork is the history of uh, any of these topics I'm going to look up the real history and I always guarantee anyone and your show was kind of what taught me it the further you go back in any history everything is conspiracy (laughs) It, it, it always starts with a conspiracy. Always. Yeah. So and it's like almost that. never the thing that you remember from school. Lies are told from a very young age and then you just take it in and that's what you accept as reality. And the minute you scratch below the surface, you just find out that some content was told by some content was told by some content. That's the way it was from a book from a long time ago that was written as a joke. Like, these things don't stay permanent. Nothing is permanent. Uh, especially truth. It's one of those things that's like malleable, uh, uh, subjective, charged with emotion, which can, you know, change in any moment. And with the gift of hindsight, something that was true can become false and something that was false can become true. The nature of truth itself is is, uh, ethereal and quantum. And I think that like, in order to change something's quantum state, we have to observe it. Because if we're not observing it, it can be anything. And the people who want to make it anything are counting on us not observing it. But if we if we find it, if we get that fucking uncertainty and find the thing and look at it really much, it becomes what it's supposed to be. And then they lose that power of the vagueness or the ability to manipulate or the ability to uh, uh, what is it quantumly superposition a fact and go well maybe it was this maybe it was that if you and you look at it it's like no no I can see it it was this thing as soon as you take that power away like the truth becomes its itself you know it's um we got to work in, inside the rules that they are setting out for us so I'm not talking about medical shit because I'm not a doctor yeah. we'll talk about conspiracy shit and there's fucking loads of that yeah, and that's I why love I'm, it. I'm gonna I'm gonna not take a take a jab at least until you know they're like <laughs> holding me down. I'm like oh, I'm too weak, <laughs> I'm too weak to fight back. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of looking forward if it gets to be like jab or trip to the internment camp. I'm like, take me to the internment camp and I might play quiet right until I'm in line for the <laughs> oven. And then there's going to be hell to pay. So jazz. I'll like rip off my cloak and I'm tank girl. <laughs> Hello, you're going to be like your man of the power of one and rally all the fucking. Yeah. Or, or, uh, you see you just like riding a bike over the fucking fence and all that shit. Um, 
fair is fair. <laughs> we're talking <laughs> about what's coming next. We're <laughs> <laughs> talking about what's coming next. I was asking you what you thought it was. Very quickly, do you want to know what I think it is? Yeah, tell me. Fake alien invasion. I've been waiting for Bluebeam. Bluebeam's coming, baby. I have an episode. I, I, I have an episode we recorded on Bluebeam last week or the week before last. That's coming out in three weeks' time. It's a fucking brain melter. It's an armpit fire. I love it. I can't wait to be the only person like standing in front of the hologram, like "Come and get me!" Like Jennifer Love Hewitt on "I Know What You Did Last Summer." Because yeah. <laughs> like, there's so there's so much there's so much in it. There's so much in it. But um, it's it's definitely like. All those things I was talking about that appeals to emotion and, um, you know, coercive control and all of that stuff. Like it, it's it's obviously the next thing that's coming. Does it Stephen attach Greer. to the War of the Worlds? Yeah, it's it's a little bit that. It's a little bit Silent Green. It's a little bit um, Final Four Five One. Like get rid of the read materials. It's a little bit Brave New World. It's a little bit V. It's a little bit mm-hmm. uh, Alien Nation. It's a little bit um, Independence Day. Like we're pro- we're primed, we're programmed through all the fucking information all the way along, and um, the gray alien look, how the time life books, how eighty yeah, people man. drew the same alien face, and now yeah. we all just have what an alien face looks like. Betty and Barney Hill, yeah. Well, at the time, I don't want to spoil it because it's fantastic. At the time, uh, Shane Brown was joining me on the show, and he came up with some Alistair Crowley shit, like and. Uh, we, we think the grey alien may actually be uh, an interdimensional demon. It looks just like that Alistair Crowley like drawing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so that's, um, that's the original. Barney Hill, uh, the, their granddaughter, is Angela Hill, the UFC fighter. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, which is so fun if you just want to... Um, I think she would be a cool person for you to get on. It would be a cool person for you to get on. <laughs> I know I'm such a nerd, but you're. I know fuck all about UFC, man. <laughs> we, we double team her. <laughs> yeah, I know. Maybe will you talk about your grandparents? Yeah, tell and us you. what crack your grandparents were smoking. <laughs> I know. But, um, but they were crazy, like the first man. interracial couple too. So think yeah. of that whole kind of trope back then. It'd be like these two gays see an alien. It was like almost like mm. it was put into the story in the exact same way as like a biracial couple yeah. sees UFO. It's a it's a really weird story that we talked about it in the Mothman episode, I think, Betty and Barney Hill. Um and the veracity of eyewitness accounts. But like I think alien invasion is the next step. It seems to be the thing that will, as everyone riots and fights over like fucking flaming rubble and everybody's like at this huge gulf of, uh, you know, safety lashed with fear. Um, and then all of a sudden people are like, yeah. And you know, in the movies and they're, there's one person choking another person. And they're like, ah. And the two of them look up and they stop. And the person's still choking them, but just not as hard. And they both look up at the sky and there's like a big... Like a big fucking cloud of fire, and it's like the Independence Day ship comes in, and it's all like, "People of Earth, I am Megatron," or whatever fucking yeah. shit. Like, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Like that's. The I think thing the technology's that there for it. power. The technology is already there. All there. Elon Musk, Elon but the Musk white hats just... are in control, and they're going to put up a picture. It's going to be like Princess Diana, and she's going to be like, "Hi, everyone. I'm not really dead, and yeah. this is my baby packed. that I had with Dode Ifayette, and this will be the new prince of the world." 
It could, do you know what? It could is, it just as easily be the truth. That could absolutely happen. Tupac could come back and Elvis and all of these, Jim Morris and all these motherfuckers and the Lizard King, I can do anything. Go get a vaccine. Whoa, yeah. from the sky. Kobe like, Bryant. Yeah, definitely. He's going to tell some boule society shit. Brother G. But it's, um, it's one of those things, man, where I f- I'm just, I just feel it. I just feel there's some alien disclosure about to come down the pipe. It has to. And it's almost like they keep coming. saving it up. They keep talking like, oh, the CIA. Because remember how long ago uh, Tom DeLonge was on Joe Rogan with this yeah. same footage that All is the opposition. same yeah. footage over same. and over again. So, um, yeah, they've been building it up. It almost seems like every time they're about to do it, they withhold it again. Yeah, because we're just waiting for the right time. Don't you think, think it's now, lost its luster where people no, are no. like... Oh, no. It's only us. We know a lot about it because we're in it. I think it might lost its luster for us. but uh, The churches break. A lot of Christians will lose their mind if yeah. this ship comes over. That will the be point is to, to, to destroy all world religions. Faith. Like Get rid of one. faith. Yeah. yeah. Humans... Um, I think faith is one of the key, like, magical ingredients that um, humans exist on that no other species has. Faith in, it doesn't even matter if it's a religion or a god or a person or an idea or themselves or whatever. Just the idea of faith is very species-specific to us. Yeah, and to destroy that would put a vacuum in a lot of people's souls that could be filled by... A new world order. force. Yeah, yeah. Obama, Chocolate Jesus, or William. It's always the who's going to be, who's the Antichrist. <laughs> it's not It's not Joe Biden. He's too old. He's too old. He wouldn't last. And uh, it's not Hunter Biden. into some kind of emperor. That's kind of thing. Kamala. I yeah, said. I want someone's head to, I think Kamala looks just like Jennifer Beals from Flashdance, and I can't unsee it. Oh, fuck, now I can't see it as well. It's we cr- did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. <laughs> Her laugh is the creepiest part. It's so bad. It's like so bad. Hillary with a thicker neck. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell everyone uh, where to find you, Gordo. Uh, you can find me, doseconspiracyguys.com is the website, or I'm anywhere on the internet, doseconspiracyguys. Uh, don't look me up under my name. I branded all doseconspiracyguys at... Twitter at T Conspiracy Guys, Instagram those Conspiracy Guys, but I'm on everything. A load of documentaries and stuff on uh, BitChute as long as all, as well as all the video episodes, um, and then I have a Patreon with loads of stuff behind the scenes, uh, videos, vlogs, and then like video episodes like this one. Um, John recorded. McAfee, John, oh yeah, John McAfee, loads of all these videos, and I'm planning loads of stuff in the future. And, just after finishing this new studio, which looks pretty dope. I still have some lights. To it looks so my, good. I wanted to my, compliment um, it. It looks so dope. I've got some. I got some bulls. I got some Cthulhu. I've got Satyr Dean. I've got the, the the Denver Airport horse, and I've got some uh, uh, Knights Templar. And there's a bit of there's a Blucifer. bit of Baphomet there. And, uh, yeah, my loads of deadly shit. Like and um, new new studio recording new episodes, and um, I plan a bunch of different. Uh, Interview episodes, loads of swapcasts I'm after doing over the last while. I'm doing two a week for the last like three or four weeks. Uh, so they're flying out. And some spotlights coming up and some extra stuff, as well as live shows and shit. So I'm, we're doing a UK tour, heading over to the UK in October. Um, doing like London, Manchester, Birmingham, Newcastle, Glasgow, Liverpool. And then there's an Irish gig as well at the start of the year. 
in 2022 with a crack. So yeah, man, it's it's, it's going to be really good fun. Um, I, I have kind of given up on a little bit on going to America until things settle down. But I definitely do want to go. And one of the places I'd be going is straight to your house. I can't wait. I can't wait to hang out with you in America. And or I'm going to make it over there the second um, that I um, don't have to get maxed and bass and Q-tips shoved up my ass to get on an airplane. I'm sure we can get you into some underground like Dennis Leary uh, kind of quato resistance group that are putting in fake the fake vaccine chips or you don't have to get the vaccine. I think they're, the Florida chip. will have the Underground Railroad actually coming to yeah. it. So yeah. I think everybody else will be like, what, you're going to leave Florida? <laughs> <laughs> but Wait we're becoming the, the place. We're like the big concentration camp, though, where are we going to be allowed to go anywhere else? Where they're like, no, no, you're from Florida. You are not allowed here. Do you need to go anywhere else other than Florida? No, 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 I'm fine. I, mean, I got gator everything. to eat. Yeah. And gator and to oranges. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just make it weird right at the end. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Well, I Thanks love you, Gordo. I love you too. It's great to see you. All right, let's hang out again soon. So she has been Cheney, and now she's off to smoke a blunt. See you next Tuesday, you fucking cunts.